show where you decide the topic from love chat for matt to the hate in your heart i can't believe it there are no limits you can be nice i love legends you can be mean i don't give a fuck or you can blow it all up every wednesday at nine it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are matt christensen and blonde Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. You know, up until uh, 2021, I I was never a crypto buyer. I, I, I had some small crypto here and there that people had sent me, but I didn't really care about it. This year, I decided to get into it. I decided to make some buys and get into it a little more seriously. <sighs> And uh, if you're if you're into crypto at all today, it, today was probably the most brutal day in years. Oh, holy cow. Of course, just like any casino, you don't put in more than you're prepared to lose. So, you know, but <laughs> we're not, I'm not going to be ruined. But um, man, it, I, I wonder if anybody will want to talk about it tonight, because like, whew, holy cow, I'm sweating a little bit. Coinbase was actually like intermittently unavailable today at least for me because everybody's refreshing everybody's hairs on fire oh my god my bitcoin oh my god my ether uh i don't know my thing about bitcoin is that i just assume it's all gone that's probably a happier way to live a better way to live for now we all need to uh, grab our pitchforks grab our torches head to elon musk's house yeah what an asshole get some mob justice on that son of a bitch uh anyway um you guys know the rules of the call-in show. We'll talk. Maybe we'll talk crypto. Maybe we'll talk whatever else you want to talk about. Um, if you're new to the show and you'd like to know how to participate, instructions are in the description of the YouTube video. You can hop in the server. We've got instructions there as well. We'll take our callers in the randomized order that our call screener, Dangerous Spaces, presents them. And we'll take uh, super chat breaks every half hour to catch up on YouTube Uh Tippy Stream, Trovo, and D Live as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, remember you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is on the contact page of my website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. You'll find a call-in show question form there. Other than that, let's hop into it. Uh I know I, I know I'm pronouncing this wrong, but it's Occidentum. I, I pronounced oh. this wrong last time. I, you'll have to tell me how. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's <laughs> I think it's Occidentum, like the Latin word for West, but I've also heard it pronounced like Ochi, like Occidentum, kind of like an old Italian guy. But okay, <laughs> we can go with that. Means like setting sun or West or falling down or whatever. And I thought it was cool, so I went with it. Hmm. Um, well, what's on anyway, your mind? Good evening. Um, I guess I just wanted to talk about. Wow, it's kind of a little bit of pressure being the first guy on. But, um, <laughs> I didn't expect that. But uh, I guess I'll let you guys choose. Do you want to talk about um, the morality behind – this is going to sound kind of bad, but I'll get to it if we choose it. Uh, letting your enemies die or hmm. leftist infiltration into institutions that you probably wouldn't otherwise think about. Ooh. Those are both good I topics. No, those are both good. I would, I guess I'm a hair ahead on letting your enemies die. I'll go with that. That that sounds really interesting. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, I guess I should have got my thoughts together a little bit before this, but so recently I, I tend to side more on kind of the blonde side of things and even hmm. uh, a little bit more nationalist, I'd say, but I do 
understand that it's important to have an underlying scaffolding for your philosophy to make sense. Otherwise, it's not attractive to people and it kind of puts pushes people away. Um, so one thing that I've kind of noticed recently in more farther right wing shows, uh, I think Blonde might have mentioned it once. I think I heard Robin talk about it once, and I definitely uh, have heard uh the jolly heretic talk about it a couple times and it's that even though right now for right-wing people across the board everything is kind of bad like we're not winning on anything uh <laughs> it's kind of shitty i think we kind of have to acknowledge that uh to move forward and realize the mistakes that we've made in the past uh and, and not basically just harp on them i i don't think that we're not winning on anything because the the actions of the left are highly desperate I mean, uh, that's true. Trying to take control of the of the media, having to um, cheat their way into a presidential election. I mean, if they felt secure in their superior cultural position, would they be behaving like this? It's, it it seems like frantic behavior to me. No, so that's true, mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of that hinges on whether or not a couple things are going to happen, and I think it hinges upon if if we gain at all in the midterms, and also if Texas flips blue within the next election cycle. If I don't Texas know. Flips I don't think blue, any of that matters. Of, in what sense? Uh, like because why? I I'm not thinking that we're going to be able to operate within the confines of the existing political structure, and so I just don't give a shit about like are Republicans going to win the midterms or. <laughs> You know, I just I don't give a fuck. We're never going to be able to use the system to find a way out of the system. Like like the the great thing about what's happening now is average people are realizing that their voices are never going to be heard and we have to burn the whole thing down. Uh, and in that way, I think that we really are at a benefit. We're seeing things more clearly than people on the left. I, I actually agree with you a lot. Oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Well, the, the only other thing else, I don't I don't know that I would go quite that far either because we have political <laughs> wins at a state level. Yeah. As well. A lot of states are really crushing it right now, including mine. Now, does that make it satisfactory that the federal government is still overstepping its authority and behaving absolutely ridiculously? No, but um, I, I just don't think that excuses us of our ability and obligation to work locally first. And I think it's it's really effective in a lot of places right now. No, I, yeah, I, I definitely think you're right. Maybe I was overstating my position a little bit. I no, agree with no, both of you. I'm just curious um, when we get to people dying. When where's oh, that? Part? Okay. <laughs> so I kind of tend to focus more on. Like, I went to school for anthropology, and in uh -huh. that, I kind of shifted into, I guess, from going originally studying like different types of people from Europe and across the world and history and how they interacted with each other. So I kind of shifted into demographics, which is kind of like a naughty word nowadays. But oh, this is gonna make me sound like a terrible person. But whatever. But anyway, the thing that on this show, no. Yeah. So I think I might have heard Blonde and the other people that I mentioned earlier, but the thing long term about what we're dealing with right now is the people that typically vote, the demographic categories that vote against the interests that we choose, don't reproduce and they're kind of dying. And is yeah. that a bad thing? Hmm. Well, I mean, all, all the lesbians have like five adopted black children. Well, so, that's that's true. Know. They're adopting. But look at it this way. So as far as liberal people, liberal people have an extremely low birth rate. Look at all the uh, blue states that we have right now. My state, Maine, it's like the lowest in the country. Um, they're not reproducing on that front. So long term, conservative families will grow and maybe 20 to 30 years from now, Maine might actually turn more red than it is now. Um, another thing you can look at is the black birth rate is really, really low. It fell this year. And I think that they're going to have a deficit of 700,000 people. 
Thanks, uh, Planned Parenthood. Born. Great job. I know. <laughs> and, and okay, and not only that, but that's the thing that I was getting to is these people, yeah. and not not to mention the gay crowd that don't typically reproduce. Uh, but one thing that I heard in right wing circles is that it's, and I'm kind of having a hard time rationalizing this. I, I'm Catholic. Is that it's okay if these people get abortions because Ooh, they do? No, so, well, so I definitely no. wouldn't go that far. Can't okay, can't so, go there. So I heard not only like that's something that and no, no offense to Robin, like I think Robin's a very interesting perspective and, and I enjoy uh, her commentary because I went through a very similar process as her. But that was one thing. It was like we have to kind of push away from that because it's a self-correcting problem. So is your is your no. is your question on the morality like uh, is that something that we should allow to happen or should it be intervened upon? What's the moral question that you're getting at? It, OK, Uh Yes. Is it something if, if it's for the greater good of the structure of society and rebuilding a society like Blonde was talking about earlier, is it OK to let it happen now in the short term? Ooh, uh, no, no, I, I, no, I don't think it's the fault of those unborn children. Yeah, um, because when I think about my enemy, it's somebody that individually has wronged me right. or at least as a group has wronged me. But children are, are and fetuses, especially they're always blameless. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And, and that's something that I, I think in the catechism of the Catholic Church, it specifically uh, specifically talks about you have to take an active stance against that. Yeah. And so I was having a hard time, like, hearing people talk about that. And, you know, typically more farther right people actually tend to be not as religious um, for some reason. Like, if you look at, like, someone like see, Richard Spencer or whatever. I thought we were going to talk about you're driving down the highway. You see Susan in the ditch. Do you stop your car? Yeah, for me, yeah. I just keep on driving. That's that's oh, the okay. yeah, really. Keep <laughs> oh, on driving, even, sleep like I a didn't baby. Even start this off on such no, a no, dark no. note. Oh no, it's uh, okay. no. I love these kinds of questions, like uh, morality, especially as applied to your quote unquote enemies or people that have wronged you in some way. Um, yeah, that's a deep philosophical theme of this show. So I'm down to talk about that anytime. But and I hate we have to let you go, but I do hate to admit that like I've been down this road intellectually before, and I've just decided like nope, can't go there. Yeah, well, no, I, I like that you guys kind of reassured because like deep down, I was like, this kind of sucks. But like, are we really uh, and and like I said, I'm kind of black filled more, a little bit more black filled than you. So I was like, am I really going to accept this like as something that I am? Look, I don't want to say looking forward to, but as like a, a cope hmm. to deal with this right now. It's a cope. We always have to fight for the little babies, don't we? Yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks. Uh, sorry yeah, thank about you, man. that really dark road. It took you guys down. No, I enjoy the rest I, of the show. I love the topic. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye. Uh, Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, you there? Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Would you like to talk about objective movie uh, analysis or COVID <laughs> psychosis? Um, movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's go with objective movie analysis. I don't know that. Well, I guess there could be a such thing. I'm skeptical there's a such thing. Uh, I, so I guess I'll start off with it would simply be the consistency of the writing with the characters and the story and the plot. Of what? Why, okay, so how is that objective and what are the objective measures? Well, let's take The Last Jedi, I suppose. Or, you know what, uh, something I know a little better. So Pacific Rim, right? Do you have you seen Pacific Rim, the first no, one? No, that's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried to explain using giant robots to fight giant monsters by saying that when the monsters bleed, it it's a 
extremely toxic and it basically kills everything it touches, right? So it's like, okay, that's an explanation for why you're using giant monsters, but they never show a monster being defeated by the giant robot without using some sort of weapon that just sprays blood everywhere, right? Objectively speaking, right? It's not a good, sufficient explanation as to why we're using giant robots instead of just setting up giant guns everywhere, basically. Yeah, willful suspension of disbelief. I loved Pacific Rim. I thought it was a nonstop thrill ride. That was great. (laughs) I too love Pacific Rim, but I don't think it's a good, like, it's not a great movie. It's not going to make the Criterion Collection or anything, but, you know, it was a fun watch. Hmm. Did we lose him? I don't know. Did that make sense? Uh, Yeah, yeah. There are plot holes for sure. Even with characters, too, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be applying any objective standards to my movie reviews. I have not yet watched Alien, so I don't uh, I don't have any teasers on my opinion. on it. I think we're going to watch it tomorrow night. So we shall uh, see. Sure. For Tremors, though, let's say. Uh, no, that movie like objectively the, the sucks. Blood, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Take, take any your, measure you want. That movie sucks. Objective. Name your name your name your uh, criteria. Well, for special effects, I would say it's, it doesn't suck. It, it, it looks rather good. Strongly I think disagree. So too. No, I mean they do a, a combination of you, miniatures and and hand puppets and stuff. It was actually really innovative for the time. <clears throat> strongly it, disagree. It, it, special effects <laughs> includes like all all of it, right? So the creature, yeah. maybe the blood is not good no it's all bad even the creature is bad the creature is not an iconic like sit down and try to draw the the tremors worm right now oh i absolutely see that's why that's where i'd say that that would be a subjective criticism no you're not gonna it's not memorable it's not interesting it's not something that really sticks in your mind it's just a worm-like turd blob and it doesn't have any interesting no, character to it. It, it had a, a prehistoric face like a snapping turtle. I thought it was fascinating. Like, that's what an underground desert worm would look like. Mm. It's totally iconic. I could definitely draw a picture of it. Right no, now, you're, gonna, you're just going to draw a turd with some weird smaller mouths coming out no, of it. No, it has it's like, a, like a it fitted looks, prehistoric it looks face. Impressive like a beak. In, in yeah. itself. No, <laughs> you're never going to convince me that movie was good or interesting or. Uh, or that the monsters had any kind of character because they didn't. They were just pointless. Anyway. All right. Let's give you the boot. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, have Thank you, day. man. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. I want the Tremors mob to know. The more you pressure me, the more I hate that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think I will never cave it. to you. Just so you just understand. Such like a such a fun pro-America movie. See, I didn't really get the pro-America piece. I get that it was like pro-gun implicitly. It was about a a town of misfits coming together to be self-sufficient and the government doesn't bail them out and no other people bail them out and they just have to figure it out themselves. I mean, they're just self-sufficient Americans. I feel like I'm really, really digging for those themes, though. I'm really scraping. Oh, man. I'm glad you like They Live. It's okay because you liked They Live. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just Kevin Bacon's face that annoys me. Maybe that's what he's a weird looking guy. (laughs) All right. Mustache Asian is up next.
Mustache agent either. Yeah, I'm here. So yeah, yeah. Um, they were holding out regarding the shot. Um, oh, that's right. I, yeah, we had talked about yeah. that last time. So just to catch people up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Your your parents were wanting you to get the shot, and you had decided that you were opposed, and you actually refused at the shot site. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, and then I tried to make a fake card, and then it got soft through. So wait, wait, you made a fake vaccine card? Yep. To <laughs> wait yep. to get to show whom your parents or someone else. Parents, yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. Okay, so this got how deep. To, how'd it go? How'd it go? Uh, well, they saw. Oh, she saw it through right, right through. Yeah. So they called you. What out kind of Asian it. are you? Uh, Taiwanese. Ah, uh, yeah. Can't fool Taiwanese parents, man. You'd have so, a shot if you were I don't know, Vietnamese or something, but you're fucked. <laughs> okay, wait. Well, Maybe, so ser- yeah. seriously, how did this go then? Like you tried to con you. Just tell me how it went. How did that interaction go from start to finish? So she saw it and then she's like, oh, you wrote something wrong on this thing. And and we should go back and, and check on it. And then. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, at the end, I just like, no, uh, I did not get the shot. And, oh, yeah. damn. Okay. So yeah. how, what was your oh. parents' reaction to the revelation? My mom, well, I, my dad was like, it's, it's very difficult, like, because they, like, when I was refusing it, my mom would start kind of hitting herself and just like, just out of frustration. And my dad doesn't help that. My dad is in Taiwan right now, and they're supposedly seeing another surge. And he went into like a um, 14 day lockdown, right? Like a quarantine. Mm-hmm. And, and he just got out and he is just like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I would rather go and, you know, kill myself, basically. And this is his initial, initial hmm. uh, reaction when he, when he heard about it. So, yeah. yeah it was, it Holy was shit. Yeah. So why did you decide to try this approach rather than, say, uh, stick to your guns and just be honest? Why did you decide to take this route? I don't know. Try to... Try to keep a peace, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's just difficult. Yeah. Are you financially dependent on your parents? Mm, not so much right now, but yeah, it, it's like it's difficult to get at another place at this point. Well, how old or, are you? Yeah. 32. Yeah, oh, man. This I is a hill. I know that I don't understand the the relationship, yeah, yeah. the nature of the relationship between children and parents in Asian cultures. Oh. Uh, but can you hear me? Hello? I think we just have a weird connection. Hear you. Can you hear us? All right. Hello. Oh, maybe we oh, lost him. Damn. Well, okay. I'm going to say my piece so that he can listen back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that I don't understand fully the nature of the relationship between Asian parents and their children, but you're not financially dependent on them. And, uh, you know, what they're doing is wrong. So this may be a hill that you should die on. You might just have to, you might just have to be like, listen, mom and dad. I I value my relationship with my parents, um, more than any relationship I have other than my relationship with my wife and, and potentially my, my coming son, you know? Um, so I, 
I would be willing to make a lot of sacrifices for my parents. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would make that one if they were really pressuring me to do it. You would not. I, I probably would wouldn't. Be shocked. Yeah. I probably would not. Um. So I, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't blame you for taking as strong a stance as you need to. But man, what a every time we have one of these calls, it's like I said, I just I, I really sympathize with you guys. I sympathize with you guys who are under pressure from your place of work or your school. But this, that's tough man, enough. That's but tough. families going after families for this. I, I really that's a really tough spot. And I uh, I have no envy for anybody in that situation. So what do you think? Um, what do you think you're it, 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 it's not like the, the relationship is is irreparably damaged or anything like that is it or what what do you think your what's your path from here maybe we lost him i don't know i don't i don't know if i have a connection anymore all right um mustache asian in light of the tech issues i'll probably have to let you go but um if you'd like to talk more about it please do send me an email i'd like to hear more about this story and frankly yeah. anybody who uh is is having this sort of like family battle and you're comfortable sharing it even just kind of on anonymous terms i i this is uh, the way that this virus and the reaction to it has divided us politically is bad enough. But when you have divided families as though this is like, yeah. I don't know, like we're dividing families in the Civil War or something <laughs> like that. It's really bizarre. I, I I can't believe people are willing to betray their their own families over over this. And I'm not even I'm not saying he did. I'm saying, you know, potentially his parents trying to pressure him so much into that. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine a situation where I would try to try to deceive my parents in that way to protect myself. But I understand why he yeah, did. Yeah. It's just such an odd spot. I can't even imagine it. Poor guy. Oh, anyway. Okay. Let's hop back into calls. Phil, you there? Let him hang out a second. Phil. Hello. Hi, Phil. There we go. What's on your mind? <laughs> so many things. Uh, Always. Well, I, yes, I did have a few thoughts on the uh, Israeli-Palestine situation. Sure. Oh, oh God! All right, I'm ready. Is it, has everybody has everybody been talking about this or? No, literally no, no. nobody has. Nobody has yet. Literally nobody. No, it's it's interesting to me that the uh, so the left wing uh, criticism of Israel is normally that they're a uh, a settler colonizer state, and the right wing just ends up. Uh, basically reflexively following around, following them around everywhere. That for like a few of us, I guess. I personally, I'm not really neutral on this whole thing, but if they would both lose, that'd be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mutual <do> destruction. <laughs> okay. What What do I want? Mm -hmm. Well, I may I mainly just want uh, fewer American soldiers uh, dying in the desert and fewer of my tax dollars going over there. Well, um, on that we can I all mean, agree. Grant, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the optics, I guess, of Palestinian children getting blown up though aren't great either. But like, this is a blood feud that's been going on for several thousand years at this point, and I doubt we're going to solve it in the in a couple months or anything. So I just kind of wish America would step back and uh, take their hands off it altogether. But I guess we all know we're, why that's not going to happen. Yeah, I know we do. Um, but we have a history of involving ourselves in all sorts of affairs. Is this the time that we should be like, mm, not this one? I mean, we're deeply well, entrenched we in, said, in the affairs. Well, the time we should have said hands off was uh, 
1913 and stayed out of Europe. But uh, yeah, really, you know, obviously, <laughs> path not taken. Um, it's also too late because uh, we've funded this. So even now, if we took a step right. back, we Both. still are morally culpable for what's going on. Yeah, but I think we can maybe. Uh, there would be maybe fewer problems if we just like uh, said that you know there's some sunk cost here, but we're just not going to be funding either side anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think at some point, even if uh, even if you have some involvement in the past and you have a bunch of sunk costs, like that's I don't think that's an excuse to maintain involvement going forward. Um, I don't know. I it's. We'll see. I, it's not. It's not something that I, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, that I have a, a detailed knowledge of, or I feel especially qualified to opine about. But yeah. it, it, I guess to me, it's frustrating well, that you're supposed to too. Like you're supposed to, have, you're supposed to have a strong opinion, and you're supposed to believe this or believe that. And to me, it's like, why? I mean, I, I, it's a conflict on the other side of the globe. I, I, I think that if you're attacked, you have a right to defend yourself. But sort of attacks for me. Like attacks happen all over the globe all the time. I, I don't know that I'm supposed to treat this one any more with any more special treatment than any other. Yeah, I mean, and so like part of why uh, um, I'm not really sure which direction to head myself is like I was basically raised to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and maybe not quite Christian Zionism exactly, but something close to that. And so uh, seeing the the harm done to the Palestinian Christians by these people that I'm supposed to respect. It's a, it's, it's kind of a confusing situation to be honest. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of Christians too. Right. Right. All right. Any final thoughts from you? So I, I, I don't really have any last words and I think my connection's cutting out. So, all right. Well, thank you, man, and uh, thanks for always puzzling me with your yep. with your chats. They are difficult to navigate, as ever. Let me tell you. <laughs> thank you, man. Oh, I, I try to keep a I try to keep it moving. You know. It's, yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, Cigar Bro is up next, and um, uh, Cigar Bro, are, are you comfortable sharing the? I can't remember if you shared on the call-in show prior or if we had just emailed, but are you comfortable sharing what's going on with you personally? Uh, Yeah, with uh, law enforcement and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. So so I decided to leave the Baltimore Police Department and uh, really? just pretty much go, yes, um, and go somewhere else to a different jurisdiction. Very close by. Um, it's It literally felt like I was moving to a different country. Uh, because in our what we call lateral class, um, there is a pretty much what that is. I'll go over that briefly. Is that if you are certified, you have certain certifications, and all states have this. Is that if you meet certain certifications, then if you want to apply to a different jurisdiction, um, you can go through something called a lateral class. They'll just brush you up on certain things. It's a giant refresher course and everything. But um, it felt like a different moving to a different country. Because the first day they came in, they gave me like a laptop to bring home and everything. I didn't have that at all in uh, Baltimore City. Like every, everything, uh, they're definitely broke. So the Baltimore yeah, that's PD. what's been happening. Yes, the Baltimore didn't, PD. Didn't yes. they just get, so they defunded their police X amount, what, last year or the year before? 
22 million dollars and then several other specialized units they got rid of their um, horses was... i remember that too no more horses yes. for you guys <laughs> yes and the, but then yes, this they're... this new year didn't they just like uh replenish the budget basically in their latest yeah, they put uh... back yes they put okay. in uh 28 million dollars back into the budget yeah and then th- those units like the marine unit the uh the mounted unit as we call it for the horses they've been secretly put back in since uh october of last year this is a, um, a dumb question probably not that necessary but how common is the use of mounted police i guess i just don't i don't see that frequently you don't really yeah i we don't usually use them um only for like ceremonies and stuff like that and of course riots um riots (laughs) like you see the horses yeah Yeah, because they are incredibly good at not only controlling people because you see this giant animal like when you see in movies and they have some truth to them when you see like somebody riding with a jo- on a on a fucking horse, and you see them, tr- you know, galloping towards you. You get scared as shit, and they are yeah. very massive animals. Um, plus, there's also height advantage and and, and all of that. So, mm-hmm. so are you are you out of Baltimore PD now, or are you about to move? I just uh, I just started the academy this uh, this week. Okay, so, so you are you are no longer on the Baltimore force. Yes. So okay. unfortunately, I can't really give you the the lowdown and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. But uh, I do have some people who are still working in, and hopefully, those. Uh, it's it's a for those who want to follow what's happening in Baltimore. There's a Facebook uh, group, Facebook page called uh, Tales from a Broken Baltimore. They kind of he he this dude. I don't know who if it's a group or whoever it is. This dude is very good. At kind of showing the ins and outs, following uh, police involved stuff, following yeah. thefts, following all this kind of stuff. So it's very, it's, he's very good. And I stumbled upon him during, um, stumbled upon his website during uh, uh, when I was working in, in the city. So I mean, you, you had mentioned to me in the email that the force is short, what, several hundred officers in Baltimore, something like that? Yes. Uh, just about it. Right now, if you do the numbers correctly, it's like 700. If you te- oh if you God. ask the commissioner that he says that uh so well if you actually get rid of the the the, the vacancies that aren't funded it's technically two hundred oh and only like, two hundred yeah and and we're all like this is bullshit like I know people who's still working and it was like this is bullshit they're just it's, they're just padding the numbers but yeah. but yeah so and thirty left in April and I was uh, oh you know of course I was one of them. And so I guess, uh, them, yes, the, the, the guy who, who paints the please don't murder here, uh, street art, he's going to be working overtime to stop <laughs> what's going on. I think. Yeah, really. He's yeah. painting on everything. Yeah. He's going to need some volunteers for that shit. I don't yeah, know if he's going to do that on the payroll. He's going to need to hire some people. Oh my God. That, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. They don't have that where I'm at. So. Oh, it's probably we actually good. locked the motherfuckers up. So did that guy ever get his tax money? I never heard an update in Baltimore. That was the pay us not to murder guy. Uh, just pay no. the gangsters not to kill people. That's that's the. <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything. I think a, a lot of people are just like that. That like it's like why? It's like they're probably mad at the New York Post for like letting this guy talk or let or like letting the media talk like why is this motherfucker looking at making us look bad oh that yeah that was local baltimore media though i remember that yeah that wasn't some national 45 yeah yeah anyway all right do you have a final thought before we let you go 
Uh, no, I'll keep you. I'll keep you updated and stuff, and I'll try to call in, man. Thanks Sounds for letting good. me know. Sounds good. And uh, congrats on the career move, and uh, congrats on what I hope is a, a safer, more prosperous gig for you. And yeah, of course, thanks for, for doing what you're doing. Yep, I'll let you guys up. I'll keep you guys updated. You have a good Thank night, you. guys. Okay. And you wonder how many guys are there out there that are just like him? You know, yeah, I can get a, a job over in a neighboring community, a little more suburban, a little more rural, more safety not for get me, shot. Yeah. more safety for my family. I'm not at risk of having my job eliminated by budget cuts tomorrow. All of that. Um, yeah, you want you want fewer or no police in your urban centers. You're going to find out really quick what sort of joys that brings you. So, good luck, Baltimore. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Okay, we are uh, due for a break. Oh wow! Already? Yes. Um, Reload this. Let's see. I got to open up. Oh, I, I, I thought I had. Oh, let me get a D live. Trevor uh, or uh, not Trovo? Trovo, just sit tight. I did. I thought I had you open, but I don't. Um, Want to say thanks to Exo Thorn, uh, Bellevue, Deus Ex Machinima Prime, uh, Pilot Grove, X, uh, Swinecraft. Appreciate you guys over on D Live. Let me get Trovo open here. Do you have YouTube ready to go? Yep. Go for it. Um, Eric Burns Marsh. It's not just the First Amendment. The whole Constitution is bonkers. The Magna Carta wasn't good enough for you, Yanks. <laughs> Signed, henpecked, Harry. P.S. The missus just informed me that I support the 19th. Um, yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Uh, I'm not a great Magna Carta mind, so I wouldn't be able to tell you uh, what uh, what its superior traits might be. I don't know. You should read it. Uh, I'm sure I did at some point. I just uh, it's been a while, you know. But I, you know, as I've talked about with Legal Man in my last few interviews, especially my interview with Blackpill, um, I'm really questioning this this blind trust that I have in constitutional government and our constitution. Well, I mean, the thing about constitutional government and the protection of people's rights, it doesn't matter if you have a democracy, a monarchy, however you choose your leaders. If they don't respect the rights of the people, you have problems. There's, there yeah. is if the rights of the people aren't um, and protecting them don't live in the hearts that that philosophy doesn't live in the hearts of the people. You're screwed. There's no there's no way of selecting your leaders that can remedy that. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, Holden Mulray. Hi, millennials. Uh, conversation topic: For what price would you take the needle? Honestly, I don't think I would do it for a million dollars. If I'm being totally, I really don't think I would do it. If I were done having children, I I'd probably do it for a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, a million dollars. So this is a question of what are your principles worth to you? I know I'm supposed to say it's priceless. I would never, I, uh, I don't know, a million dollars. I'd think about it. That's the best yeah. I can do. I, I'd, I'd sleep on it. I'd consider it. I think it but would it, be different if I were a man too. I know it's not popular to say that you'd sell out your principles for money. Um, Everyone's got a price. The, the, the reality is there's a price on pretty much everything. But here's the other side of that, too, is it's not just money. If you're telling me that I could um, provide security for my family forever for the price of taking a vaccine that is, for all its mysteries, uh, seems to be seems to be safe enough that I would take that risk for to, to provide for my family. Yeah, I'd consider it. I don't know, though. Like, you're, you're the kind of person that needs to work. 
Oh, I, would, I, don't know I would actually keep working. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't stop. But well, then why bother? Because it's because it's added security for my family that I wouldn't otherwise have. And the dollar's going to be worthless. Not, none of this is going to be. Well, okay. So do I get paid in a, a diversified crypto portfolio? Because then I'm listening even more. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. A million dollars if I were older than fifty. Okay. Well, uh, but why do you have to be old? Why do you have to be old just to take this tab? Um, I want to, okay, 45. I want to make sure that for sure I'm oh, never going to have any more. I children. see your angle. I was thinking like safety from the vaccine. You're thinking like, don't mess up my uh, motherhood years. Fertility. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. It's probably going to kill everybody in two years. I mean, how much data are we talking about doing this in five years? That changes things too. We're doing it right now. Yeah, I would assume. Steven Suarez Blonde, do you have a special recipe for your meatloaf that you're proud of? And if so, can you share it on IG so I can compare it to my man's meatloaf, which currently settles in my stomach? Um, I do have an excellent recipe for meatloaf. I love making it. It's my Grandma Julia's recipe. Um, I will share it. I'll share it on Instagram next time I make it. And if you guys are not following me on instagram it's blonde underscore beast one it's really boring mom content really boring uh mostly peaceful gun owner don't let that mean old judge get to you matt he'll always be buttfucker 3000 to us <laughs> still one of my favorite uh well one of my favorite uh kind of just joke moments of the year so far and um as luck would have it i had some errands to run on monday morning so my dad had to come over to help me that was one of the first things we talked about was like you know, um, it's kind of a special moment in my life to go from announcing that my firstborn is a son right to buttfucker 3000. Like, you know, I've really... Your parents must be so proud of you. Uh, we had a good laugh about it. Uh, my dad thought it was pretty funny. So I'm, um, I'm glad it worked out that way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, Tori. All right, I'll read this. Um, am I the only one that's pro-ending the war of bank goblins v. Sam <laughs> joggers by way of mutual destruction? What? <laughs> I believe that is the conversation we just had with the caller. Uh, I can read that. That's all fine. Oh, it's, it's pushing it. It's pushing it. Is that the end I of the chat? That, uh, yeah, I don't think that oh. Susan is going to pick up sand joggers in the algorithm yet. Yet. Uh, we have to talk about this story on Sunday. You are a threat. <laughs> but uh, there was this, it was an awful story. I don't want to make it a joke because it's an awful story. There was a, uh, a, a, a kidnapper of color. Let's put oh it that my way. God. It is who, the worst thing I've ever seen. Did you see child? the footage of I did, the kid? I haven't <sighs> looked at the footage in detail, but do you know who discovered the remains of the child? Who? An actual jogger. Was the jogger white? No, it was, no. It was a it, jogger of color? Yes, it was a jogger of color. Huh. That's part of the story, at least as far as I understand. This is the worst story I've ever heard. And you know, if this with the other if it was the other way around, everybody would uh, be unable to shut their mouths about it. Uh it's, so I haven't I haven't read all the details, but as far as I understand, it's like 18-year-old black guy st- uh, kidnaps 4-year-old white kid. I, how did he kill him? He cut him up or something like that. It was like a brutal, horrific murder. And yeah. I can't, I, I don't know what the motive is. And it's all on ring cam or like security camera, him it's stealing terrible, the kid. Yeah. And then he goes back for the brother, mm-hmm. but doesn't take the brother. But doesn't take the brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday. 
Okay, anyway, let's let's circle back. I, I think I have a couple on uh, potentially a couple on Tippy Stream. I'll be really quick because we need to get back into the calls here. Um, but let's see what we have. Uh, Bosefis says, Matt, it's obvious you've been bulking up. What supplements supplements are you using? Good news, Marcus. The Golden One's uh, uh, nutrition is now available in the U.S. You can uh, consume his protein and uh, feel it as uh, and feel it as you get your pump on. P.S. Boom, uh, surprise flex. Um, I'm actually no, I'm about the same weight that I have been, um, but I've I've been, I, I've been doing the same workout plan for a long time. If anything, I have probably a little bit of bad weight on me, so that would not be the nutrition plan. That would be the pizza plan um, that has been enjoyed while watching movies like Tremors and uh, and They Live. So, if anything, I could probably drop a little bit, but um, but hey, I appreciate uh, the compliment. I suppose uh, Mike Dewine Shit Eating Grin says, uh, "Fun fact." If you win Ohio's Vaximillion as an adult, which is made up of leftover federal COVID bucks, you still have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, it's ironic, but I'm sure you do. And Mike DeWine's shitty and grin also says, um, you can also look up the wages and how much each state, each state worker will make all year. It's all public. Vanderhoff, the guy DeWine is telling us about uh, the, the, the stickiness of the Ohio variant uh, has been... And has been suggesting health mandates gets paid one hundred and twenty six dollars and twenty eight cents. Is that an hourly rate, or you mean one hundred twenty six thousand a year? I don't know. Um. Anyway, is the Ohio variant is there an Ohio coronavirus variant? I don't know about that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding. Anyway, um, Trovo guys, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. I'll have to uh, check on that later. I, I wasn't able to open the Trovo chat alerts until into the show. So if there were Trovo chats, I'm sorry I missed them. 100% my fault. But any Trovo chats from here on out should be good. My apology on that. Let's get back into the calls. Uh, Haydar is up next. Haydar, are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, Dar. Hey, Dar. Yes, sir. Sorry. Sorry, I'm pushed to talk because I'm in my car. So it's. Oh, sure. Sorry about that. Push to talk. Uh, I know. Don't don't judge me. Um, I wanted to. Well, don't judge me yet. Uh, I was hoping (laughs) to turn your ear about hate crime laws because I've heard you speak about it in the past. And cards on the table. I am a prosecutor. And Mm -hmm. so. I have a different perspective on it. Okay. Um, so I've heard you say a couple times, Matt, about hate crime legislation that, you know, why is, why do they create laws which punish somebody for the one act and then punish them more if they do it with something else in their head. Mm-hmm. But when you think, but when you think about it, that's sort of how we punish all crimes. If I'm at a bar and I punch my neighbor because he's, he's pissing me off. If I intend to kill him and I can, and it is proven in a court of law beyond a reasonable doubt that I intended to kill him. I'm guilty of murder. But if I didn't intend to kill him, I was just punching a guy who was mouthing off and it was yeah, supposed but, to be a bar fight. But that's intent to commit a crime. Intent to have an opinion about somebody is not criminal in its nature. Well, so if I don't intend to kill him, however, I'm still guilty of manslaughter. So the intent, my intent, the scope of the harm that I wish to inflict is what changes the crime from manslaughter to murder. 
Right, but my point right, is there's not- no additional harm because you wanted to kill a black person or a Hispanic person. You just killed a person. There's no harm added because of the race of the person. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And herein lies where I think the disconnect is occurring, which is the harm is not to... all. Whenever a, a, a criminal prosecution occurs, it is not a private action between the victim or the victim's family and the individual. It is the society prosecuting that individual for a harm against society and this goes all the way back to blackstone the concept that the crime you committed was a public wrong which is the act of murder by itself harms society because of the scope and scale of the harm the act of assault hurts society and the way those crimes hurt society is it puts people in fear of of, of violence in their communities it makes people feel less safe in their communities in the in the instance of, of violent crimes so the question is, does somebody who commit a, commits a crime with the intent to target somebody based on their skin color, their gender, whatever, is that person creating a different harm to society? Is no. there a subgroup of society which is harmed more when no. – so your position and, – and this is – Okay, I, I'm willing to play devil's advocate about this. All right, my okay. problem with it – is um, that's totally a subjective analysis and it's never going to be applied equally. Like this guy that took this little white kid out of his bed and brutally murdered him. um, They would never call that a hate crime, but they would allow it if she were on the other foot. And so from my perspective, it's like we shouldn't even allow this to permeate the justice system because it's never going to be applied equally and it's totally subjective based on the whims of whatever, you know, Marxist government well, and, we have. And at hatred the time. of what? Let's say I kill a brony because I don't like his My Little Pony t shirt. Are we supposed sure. to punish that guy more severely because of the harm he's done to the brony community? Why do we decide certain communities deserve additional protection? But not others. Well, we do that all the time, right? We do that. We say kids deserve special protections in the community. Well, that's because they're a qualitatively different thing than, say, a racial minority. And they're more vulnerable. Uh, I reject the entire argument that any racial minority is a more vulnerable so, population. So, so setting aside the question of the victim in this case, is the intent of the perpetrator to create a specific set of uh, a specific uh, public harm that is different than the individual who commits violence against? Uh, someone generally. So someone How would we know? Brony. Well, this is, and this is where the misconception begins, which is you have to accept as a principle of all criminal prosecutions that you are, you have to believe that beyond a reasonable doubt. Now I understand beyond your perspective that the criminal justice system is itself has many flaws and can be applied, misapplied, but assuming core principles that the justice system is operating as sold and perhaps not operating as it sometimes does, you as a juror would have to sit on that jury and say, beyond a reasonable doubt, I believe that this defendant not only punched this man, but punched him with for the purpose of targeting him, hypothetically, because he is black. And the question then becomes, if you accept that as true, and assuming the public is aware of that particular crime, and again, all criminal theory operates on either a deterrent, restorative, or incarcerative theory, in this instance, deterrent, does society have a right to say, we actually want to deter people from committing targeted crimes against groups based on immutable characteristics. Because while society, if I hear that violence occurs against somebody at a bar, I can say, all right, well, there's ways I can protect myself against that. I can not go to the bar. I can avoid that area of town. If you hear that crimes are being targeted against black people and you are black, what do you do? You, can't you buy a gun. You defend yourself. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, but that's... 
I can't well, imagine I, seeing a victim of a crime who who had general demographic characteristics, similar demographic characteristics to me and, and thinking I'm next. Or let's put it the other way. Let's say only black people in my community are getting murdered or predominantly minority people. Sure. Would I feel safe in that community on account of being white? Probably not. I, I yeah, Right. Uh, and well, what well, about the fact that right that 13 percent of, of society commits 50 percent of the violent crime as a white person? I, shouldn't I, I be inherently more afraid of black people because they're going to commit a targeted hate crime against me? Like if I, I get I, raped and murdered by a black guy and he's like, oh, it totally listener. wasn't because she was white, uh, then I'm fucked listener. in this I'm, justice system. I'm aware that the next the next part of that argument is, well, aren't 90 percent of all uh, homicides committed against uh people within their own race now setting that aside i i guess my question is if if you were living in a community in which wait that's irrelevant though because we're talking about white on black and black on white crime so who cares if most homicides are committed by somebody within their own race well so so your question is if i heard a bunch of murders were occurring and it was not occurring to somebody in my demographic would i feel safer i i I don't know no that wasn't my question that was my question question. yeah which which, like, mathematically, if you are looking at that rationally, if your position is no, I wouldn't feel safe if nobody who looked like me was ever a victim of a crime and people who didn't look like me were victims of crime. I just, if, if, I, you're, if you're being honest about that with yourself, Matt, I think you'd have to agree that, like, absolutely not. This is totally subjective. You're telling me that if I see certain well, murders in my community, I'm going to feel safe, but other murders are going to make me scared. And you can craft policy based on my subjective level of fear? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't have to admit, admit anything on that. This is purely subjective whim it makes no logical sense well your well your perspective on subjective whim is that you would feel safer in a society in which i i guess did you lose him maybe we have a a connection drop yeah it was can you not hear me i can now yeah oh sorry it's just my thumb was on the push to talk. I, I, the scenario you gave me was a bit of a subjective one, which is, would I feel safer in this scenario? I, yeah, I, I, don't I, don't, I don't think you can craft policy based on what you think other people's fears are. That is, well, that's, that is, that's inherently that's, subjective. But that's all policy. Like, the, all of our policy is based on our, our, our belief kind of society we are trying to build. no no i i don't i don't think murder laws are based on a subjective view that murder is wrong i think that's based on an objective reality that murder is wrong i while i appreciate that perspective i think it is societally a public wrong because it harms society because no society can function in which murder is goes unpunished okay but, but so, I, again that's an objective wrong it's not just people subjectively don't like murder because their favorite color is red but I also don't think you can have a functioning society if a portion of your society is scared of being uniquely targeted for crimes okay. because of an immutable character. We'll have to we'll have to agree to disagree. But uh, thank you, man. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate it. See ya. Oh, God, I hate lawyers so much. Moving on. <laughs> I appreciate devil's advocacy, but I'm like I'm sorry. That's absolute nonsense. That is, there's nothing that's sensible about that in any way. Um, if you decide to kill someone with a certain opinion, it's more wrong because certain people will be afraid. There's no way to measure any of that. And it doesn't change whether someone's rights were violated or not, which is the only right. objective measure. And what, what standard would you use uh, to measure whether or not something was a hate crime by virtue of it being an act of a black guy against a white guy? Or would he have to be like, I'm doing this because you're a filthy jogger? Like, how would you even know? 
Yeah. It would never be applied I, equally. I don't know. That that does not make any sense to me. But uh, I appreciate the uh, counter opinion. God, he's um, a prosecutor? Del the Redneck, you there? Hey, hey. how y'all? How's What's everyone doing? Mind? It's been a little bit. How's Maud? Oh, she's good. She's good. Uh, she got real proud of herself. Uh, she's been proud of herself recently, by the way. She said uh, she's lost a lot of weight. Big loss of weight. She now what she now claims she weighs uh, 130 pounds soaking wet. So <laughs> good for her. That was good until yeah. we made her guy cool, and then at that point she get she weighed a more realistic number. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, I didn't anyway, really have Sorry, you've caught me in kind of a weird mindset. I just I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 a little bit like mentally stuck in the prior call. I'll refresh I'm my sorry. mind and uh, give you the uh, give you the proper. No, no, I, I didn't the really have to tonight. I thought I'd give you all just a call, see how things are going and what y'all are talking about these days. Hmm. Uh, talking, about, I saw your I saw your video in Roe versus Wade today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of videos on that recently. Um, I know I know that Zeke has his own opinion on that. Uh, his opinion is that it depends on how deep the water is. Um, uh, whether you would wade into it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Roe versus Wade. Yeah, because Rowan is just. Oh, too much uh, I didn't even get the row part. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's a double joke there. I missed it. Don't worry. The yeah. week's almost over. Don't worry. Calm down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Uh, y'all, so y'all are uh, y'all are y'all getting, getting the COVID shots then, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. We, uh, we were talking about whether we'd do it for a million bucks, Mike DeWine style in Ohio. Oh, I've already gotten both mine, so I'm ready to hmm. go. Uh, no bit there. That's just me telling the story that, uh, yeah, we fi- I finally got that second one. They finally approved it for uh, kids 12 and 15. But that's so not you. Up. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, I, I, I was going to get, my, I was going to get uh, Maudette. Uh, Did I miss the joke? Maudette. I was going to get Maudette uh, vaccinated, but she's, but they wouldn't take her because she's under 15, she's under 16 years old. And uh, then last week they decided, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, let's let it go for 15, 12 to 12 to 15 year olds too. The Pfizer, uh, the Pfizer one. So yeah, now we're gonna have to get her done just so we can go visit some family up north. That <laughs> card, you know what? They gave us that card. That piece of it's a piece of cardboard, and it looks like any old piece of cardboard that they just scribble on. Why? Why is this your official document that says, "Yeah, I'm I'm vaccinated," and they're gonna take that anywhere? Really? They even said you could take a picture of it. Um, seriously. That's 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 how you know you're vaccinated. I would think that it's pretty easy just to mock one of them things up. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess people have been getting in trouble for doing that, but it, I, you don't have how a forgery. Do if you're if you're vaccinated, you have a legit one. No, I mean, no, I have... don't have it. No, I, I have a real one. And it looks like it looks it looks like the fakest thing you ever seen. Oh, so well, if it's, no, does, it understand. Have a, does it have a doctor's handwriting on it? Because that that's oh, it's just got scribbles. I mean, I can't yeah. even read it. So yeah. how are they gonna know? I mean, just I mean, are people really gonna stop you and say, "No, let me let me double check that thing. Let me let me take that in there." And and uh, no, you're gonna walk into a store. You're gonna say, "I'm vaccinated." You're gonna walk around without the mask on. That's gonna be great. Hmm. So there you go. You don't have to get a va- you don't have to get a shot at all. Just uh, run down over to Office Depot, get a tw- you know get some get some cardboard, and boom, you're all set. That's good to know. Yeah, just you just don't want to get prosecuted for that. Somebody yeah, people already have some I pharmacy worker or something. I don't think no one's going to do that. Uh, mm. I also saw you're going to be watching the movies too. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. You've run out of ideas, haven't you? <laughs> no, this was actually like mob demand, man. Mob demand. Yeah. Uh, really? I, I was that's I was surprised because I thought that was going to be, 
I didn't feel strongly either way. So when I put it up to a vote, I, I thought that there'd be more people who are like, nope, I have no interest in that. Don't do that. And that's not how it went. So I'm just, I'm giving the people what they want. I hope, okay. although obviously my tremors review was not what the people wanted, but I can't, uh, I can't pretend <laughs> to like things that I don't. There was a well, widespread yeah. revolt on that one. That's, yeah, and they should have been too, because you, you're pretty much don't know anything about movies if you don't like that movie. I'm well, they, they, right s- they strike me as your people in Tremors. I don't take that the wrong way, but they seem like Dell's kind of. Oh, I, I need to get one of them. Uh, one of them houses there with those guns, with those guns underground and that uh, that cement walls. That's that's something I got to get yeah. one of these days underneath the double wide. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll recommend a movie to you. Um, what the hell is that movie called? Uh, it follows. You ever heard about that one? Hmm. No, I have not. It's uh, supposed to be a horror movie, though. It's not really. Well, it's got a couple scary scenes, but it's something that'll have you talking at the end. Oh, this isn't a gag. Um, this is a real thing. No, this is real. This is real. This is a movie called It Follows. It's about a demon that will uh, slowly walk after you. And the reason, and how you get rid of it is you go to somebody and you cook cook with them. Oh. And uh, then you transfer it to them, and then they have to go and they do it to somebody. They crack, crack somebody else, and then they transfer it to them. It sounds the really stupid, but it has ninety-five audience, ninety-five percent audience approval on Rotten Tomatoes. They'll What's kill that person. Phones? They'll kill that person, and then uh, they go to the next, the, the last person, and they keep killing them all the way down. So if you, you know, you go out and you have a naughty time with somebody, you better hope that somebody not has naughty time with someone else and doesn't get killed. Otherwise. You need to be looking over your shoulder. It's really mm. interesting. I was huh. surprised. It's a real good movie. How does this have good reviews? This looks terrible. No, it's good. Huh. It's 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 stupid when you think about it. It's the the concept is yeah. Come on, that, how, come on, really? But when you think about it, how would you get rid of it? How would you try to? I mean, once you someone suckered you in, and oops, now all of a sudden <laughs> here's this demon slowly walking towards you. Yeah. How do you get? I mean, okay. How do you get rid of it? Do you like go to another town and? Well, you would Pass bang somebody you else. hate, right? But, Just... but then at that point, you've got to be looking over your shoulder the rest of your life, wondering if that person got killed, and now it's coming after you again. Mm-hmm. It's just, I recommend it. It's real good. It's a real good movie. Okay. Okay, All as right. homework, that's, that's, not a bit. Watch, that's, not, that's not a bit. Watch Mandy with Nicolas Cage in it, and let me know if you like it, because I still haven't decided. I, I, it's on my list. That's the zombie one, is it? No, that's the, that's no. I'm thinking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That's the one where he's okay. I got you. That's the one where she's kidnapped by the um, cultists or something, right? That right? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. All yeah, right. that's what I've been meaning to look at because I like Nicolas Cage because you know he's good. Well, all right. Well, he's so like I said, I didn't have anything prepared. I just wanted to, you know, to shoot the sh- uh, stuff with you uh, tonight. Uh, say hey, how y'all doing? Um, I will let you, I'll, I will leave you with one uh, one last thing though. Um, one of the things that happened uh, recently is that we've been hurting for money here at the Double Wide. Um, What's the most yeah you know, most embarrassing thing you've ever done for money? You think? <laughs> Shown feet on camera feet. on this show. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. That's not the as next... bad as what Maud did. Maud uh, got an idea and decided. Yeah, she decided that she had a great idea. She was gonna pose. She was gonna pose nude for a magazine. Okay, that's right. And she did. And uh, they still didn't give it to her though. And now we're banned from the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Get out of here, Dom. See y'all later. Bye-bye. See you, man. Bye-bye. Well, I would say if mods if Maud survived the pandemic, anybody can, you know. Anybody so can do she's it. She's made it through. Let's see. We are, yeah, we're due for a break, so let's hop back into it. Okay. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Don't let that oh, I'd rather one. Fuck. 
uh, goblins. Oh, okay, black magic. My name is Blonde, and I have one job. That job is to tell you that you need to take my rights away for the sake <laughs> of Western civilization and my own sanity for the children. Don't I do that every week? It's a recurring theme, yeah. I do. Every night I pray for God to give me the strength to do what needs to be done. And then I get on this show and I'm like, please repeal the right for women to vote. <laughs> Steven Suarez, Matt, have you seen The Matrix? Uh, I think I had. I think I did a long time ago, like when close to when it came out. Mm, but yeah, I don't have much memory of it. So probably not recently enough. Ovid says, has been a month of highs and lows. Engagement ring is being made. Got New Jersey mm. approval for gun purchase license. Girls graduating top of her university. My boss had a stroke, but a miracle recovery. Wow. It's a time of great changes indeed. Thank you both. That is a, a very, a very good month. It sounds like more positives than negatives. So that's, yeah. that's good. Although, you that's know, anytime it. I hear license to buy a gun, it just, it makes me I know. a little sad, but at least. Yeah. At least uh, you're you're taking the steps to protect yourself, and that's that's really good too. But man, uh, uh, congrats on the engagement, and and um, as we were as we were talking about earlier, uh, it's a decision you won't regret. It's uh, I, I there's not been a day that I have uh, regretted it or thought maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Ever ever since I've been engaged and married, it's been a different phase of my life that's obviously well worth it, and I should have done it earlier. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So, do you ever feel like you're LARPing as an adult? <laughs> Uh, kinda, I don't, I don't know the, the great, what's the saying, the great realization as you get older, when you're young, you think that everybody, that all adults are geniuses. And then as you get older, the great realization is everybody's actually an idiot. And they're just pretending. So that's been kind of the realization is like, do I live the life of a a quote unquote traditional adult? Probably not. But what does that even mean? And is that a life that I really want anyway? Probably not. So indeed. But, um, you know, when you when you have a committed relationship uh, with the rings on fingers and and it, uh, that's one of the things that Jordan Peterson talked about that I thought was was most valuable to me. It's a it's a level of honesty in a relationship that can't otherwise be achieved, where when the threat of walking away in five seconds is always on the table, you can't really be honest with that other person because you're you're afraid they'll bail when you have a commitment to each other. You can be as honest as you can be completely honest and you're committed to each other. So you can't just get up and leave. And it's the best. Well, except people arbitrarily leave marriages all the time for yeah. no reason at all. Um, when you have a child, that kind of changes because you'll always be bound by the child, hmm. even in the event that the man decides to abandon the family. Yeah. Which I guess women do sometimes too, but not as often. Um, okay. Chris Hines, uh, the movie being there is Biden's presidency. The movie being there is Biden's presidency. I'm is confused that, by these capital, is there a movie capitalizations. Called being there, there is 1979. Oh, being there. Okay, that's a movie. Yeah, Biden's presidency was also capitalized. So that was confusing. I also like Brewster's Millions, Trading Places, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, Gladiator, Tommy Boy, With Nail and I. With Nail and I is a fantastic film that I do have on the list. Skag is going to not understand it, and he's going to hate it. It's British humor. It's not his jam. You're going to hate it so much. You'll hate it. (laughs) There's no such thing as a funny British person. (laughs) Oh, God. You're going to be really confused by by with Neil and I. Um, 
So vote for it if it comes up. Uh, Alan Powell, I know you'll get too many movie recommendations, but the original Old Boy is a great Korean revenge movie, but ultra violent and very dark. We have a lot of movies to get through before we start watching movies that neither of us have seen. Hmm. Maybe that'll be a way to transform the bit later on. I'm really hesitant to open it up to just pure popular vote nomination because i know how that goes like i've said then you get Bodie mcboat face the movie and we have to watch it but maybe there's a way to i don't know like we I mean agree tommy on boy that movie is hot garbage so is gladiator oh, what i will have my revenge in this life or the next i love that line although oh, i don't remember if the movie is good or not but gladiator has some good lines I remember that. Yeah, Withnail and I is like a an excellent and hilarious mm. film. That is such a weird list, Chris. Okay, uh, let's circle let's circle back. Let me uh, check in on Tippy Stream here. Uh, Jehovah's Thickness, great name. What is your opinion about based Florida man Ron DeSantis? I, I like what I see. I, I haven't followed him super closely, but I think he got the Rona stuff mostly right, looks like. And um, I appreciate when he stood up to the press. And uh, he's still pushing the vaccine like a bitch. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I, I when you're in, I guess, is he just promoting it or he's not he's not coercing anyone in any way. So no, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. He got it. That's well, fine. If people want to make an individual decision to get it, I don't have a problem with that. He also a has a really hot age appropriate first wife, which I appreciate. That's a plus. Um, so I like, based on what I've seen, I, I like what I see. Um, and I got to imagine he's probably running in 2024. It seems like things are trending that way. I haven't heard any really horrific stories about him. So, uh, I, I'm not going to vote. So who cares? I, well, thank you for standing on principle. That's much appreciated. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, his political future holds. I, I like, I like the sort of Trumpy spirit that he has standing up to the press. I can always appreciate that. Yeah, Mike DeWine should vaccinated though. Yeah. <laughs> Did someone voluntarily got vaccinated as a deal breaker for you. Yeah. Really? All right. He's a healthy man. That's 42. Why the fuck do you need to get vaccinated? I, I people are, I think people are entitled to the choices they want to make as long as they're not trying to coerce me or shame me or, or attack me for my choices. I don't have a problem with it. Doesn't stupid choice. Dumb choice. Well, people are entitled to dumb choices, you know? Yeah, but I don't have to vote for them then. Yeah, but I'm, I guess what I'm saying is let's say that he was uh, blonde's platform 100 percent. Every issue down the line. Love it. Catapults all the way. Um and he got the vaccine. That would be a deal breaker for you. How does he feel about Palestine? <laughs> He's blonde's <laughs> policy the whole way through. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to vote, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. I'd have a hard. I'm gonna. I'd have a hard time with it. I would. The vaccine Mike, thing's really important to me. Mike Dewine's shitty. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. His vaccination of himself is that important to you? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It leads me to believe that he's living in fear of the virus or that he is virtue signaling about it. Either way, because he's a political figure, it's a suggestion to other people that they themselves should do it. It's not I a mandate. I, just, I haven't heard him. Has he said, has he used his own vaccination to try to, is that, is he doing it to encourage other people? Maybe there's something there. I don't know what there. his motive is. But if it's just like, listen, in my own risk evaluation, I want this because I think the benefits outweigh the risks. I got no problem with that. Mm. It's not the assessment I would make, but you're entitled to it. 
Anyway, Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin. Uh, yeah, we're being told the Ohio variant is deadlier, more contagious, and stickier than everything is they've this real? seen before. That uh, can I, I guess I can say this since we said the things earlier. Uh, we've seen before, and that faggot with the bow tie, Vanderhoff, <laughs> this is some Ohio official, gets 126 28 an hour as an unelected bureaucrat who kept the state shut down. Well, oh is my it gosh, Fauci? this is real. Isn't Fauci the highest paid federal employee, too? He's also an unelected bureaucrat. Paid something like half a million dollars yeah. a year. Mm. Okay. Let's hop into back into the calls. We'll take them till the bottom of the hour here. Charlemagne, the, the name is so long I can't read it. Is it The Magnificent? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds magnificent. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was having a fun conversation with uh, Dangerous Spaces. Sure. And, uh, and uh, he was explaining to me this new program that he was trying to figure out. And uh, by the sounds of it, it's just like it's gone all up sideways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, first time caller. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for about like a year-ish now. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, what a waste of time. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> like I, I randomly got the video that Matt did. Like, uh, it, it was calling Jordan Peterson stupid man's smart person. Oh, I remember that like one. That. that was back when videos could go viral. That one got some viral play. Oh, those yeah. were the days. Well, yeah. and so, you know, I, I immediately hate, hate clicked on that video saying like, oh, how dare you go and say that he was a stupid person, smart man. Oh, no. Yeah. Juan doesn't like him all that much and all that. But then I heard your arguments. and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I this is. You know, it, it's a really good dissection of what people were talking about when it came I probably to did people. title the video poorly because maybe it did read like I was saying that <laughs> I was maybe that's part of why it got some clicks is because it, it looked like I was smearing Peterson. But yeah. that was not the well, intent, obviously. Yeah. And then I started listening to your guys live streams. This is, of uh, course, during, you know, the the virus that we're really not supposed to talk about because, yeah. you know it's taboo on youtube or maybe it's okay now who the fuck knows anymore but uh i i kind of wanted to talk to you guys about like uh kind of a good old-fashioned white pill in a Hmm. blue city okay and so just full disclosure full disclosure uh i am in fact slightly left of center but i'm very libertarian interesting well you as i anytime someone says that when they call in and (laughs) Well, so you remember but, last year how everybody was doing those stupid uh, that political compass test where it's like yeah, yeah. authoritarian, libertarian, left and right and all that. So I, I took that thing and I was like, oh, yeah, no. So I took it and it was like one dot to the left and then like four or five down libertarian. That's where so I used like, to be. That's that's yeah, where I ended too. up back at, probably like 2016 was where I used to test on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I still test on it right now. Like nothing in the world would make me happier happier sorry than a couple of trannies out on their own household owning their guns defending their weed farm saying get the fuck off of my property government like i agree that that's mostly wins but i might have some some i agree that 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 that's a i agree that that's a legal non-issue i think there might be some other considerations we might talk about but sure Sure, but all I'm saying is, like, that's where I stand, where it's like, I don't give a fuck what you do, I don't give a fuck who you do, I don't give a fuck how you defend yourself, just, you know, leave me the, 
leave me out of it. I don't want anything to do with it. That's hmm. my position. Yeah, but what about the cultural rot? You think that trannies are going to stop permeating culture with all their tranny nonsense? <laughs> I mean, have you listened to Blair White Blonde? Like, geez. Yeah, for every Blair White, there are like a hundred contrapoints. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, it's neither here nor there. That's not what I wanted to talk about. So what I wanted to talk about was kind of a white pill in a blue state. So yeah, sure. I live in uh, I live in Washington State in uh, Seattle County or King County. And of course, uh, King Inslee, or as I like to call him, Jeff Bezos's personal cock holster <laughs> has gone and said, oh, yeah, no, we're going to reopen on June 30th. You know, basically That's two or three days post California. That's ridiculous. I'm, it's insane, but here's yeah. the thing. A lot of people in not Seattle, in the King area, really do not give a fuck when it comes to the, just the general, just the general idea of what's going on right now. You know, bars are open right now, so I talk to a lot of people just on the street. I've worked in various odd jobs over the year where people are just kind of talking about what they're thinking and a mm. lot of people are just kind of getting this feeling of you know i i really don't care what's going on but things have been going on this this whole thing has been going on far too long and honestly i think the only reason why so many basically leftists like far far to the left and authoritarians are maintaining as much power as they do is because all of them live in either Olympia or Seattle. Hmm. It's not the general people who are buying into this, to all this garbage. So and why are they voting for it? Uh, well, I mean, like I said, the general people tend to live in Seattle or Olympia. They live in the big cities, the people out in the middle of the country. I, I think it's a big issue right now that nobody's actually properly voting. There was this great guy who was trying to run for governor against uh, against Inslee named Joshua Freed. And he was very much of the, you know, his whole platform before COVID took over was this idea of get basically reinstituting mental institutions and helping the homeless get into mental, uh, sorry, mental institutions. And, uh, just kind of uh, helping them rehabilitate and maybe helping them find a way in which they could start rebuilding their lives again. As far as social issues, he didn't really care one way or the other, but like that was his big thing was the homeless. Of course, they got some loser out in Snohomish, I don't remember the guy's name anymore, to be the uh, Republican nominee and... But he ended up on the city council in some town. So, like, these opinions or these ideas are starting to take root, even in the bluest of states. So I hope so. But yeah, I'm I'll, I like you're saying, I need to see the I need to see the voting patterns follow. But yeah. who knows? Um, these days, you never know what you're getting when you follow the voting patterns anyway. So, yeah, well, which, I uh, mean. You know, I take it from uh, take it from people who are uh, seeing what Biden's been doing in these past hundred days. And yeah. even among independents, at least right now, obviously, this shit doesn't matter until the midterms actually happen. 
but a lot of Biden's positions and policies have been very unpopular. Well, and, and have so, had bad, tangible effects. We're, we're watching the effects in the economy and uh, we're watching the effects of the, you know, again, the pipeline issue is not strictly his fault, but the the inflation uh, of, of core goods and services like we were talking about, that is at mm-hmm. least partly his fault related to his policies. These are things that impact people's lives. They aren't just theoretical and they're certainly not about whether we like tweets or not. And well, I, um, it, the only other thing sorry, I was going to say real quick is I related to voting patterns and public perception. Biden is still polling at something like a, a 60% approval rating 55. Yeah, but 60. is that aggregate I just, or is that just, uh, or is that just, you know, let me look whatever. It's, yeah. I think that's aggregate, but I, I just don't believe that either. Who the hell so the, the aggregate on 538 right now is it's a little lower than I was saying. 52.9 approve. And that's not favorability of the person, but approve of his job as president. 52.9 approve. 41.1 um, disapprove. So still a strong, well, a, a slight majority, but much stronger, uh, m- much above the disapproval. I just don't. I just don't know who these people are who are big Biden fans and supporting the things he's doing. I don't see them on a day to day basis. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll I'll do you one better again. Blue state, Washington state. I don't either. There hmm. are a lot of people who are seeing a lot of the shit that Biden's doing or just anybody's doing. Fuck, I mean, there are people who are uh who are pro AOC who are seeing Biden reopening that uh that you know, concentration camp down in Texas again and they're like, "Well, why the fuck is he doing that?" Like, yeah. You know, these are evil. These are horrible. These are awful. And they're seeing him re- reopen it. And what I'm saying is there are people who are paying a little bit more attention to what's going on that the mainstream media would rather us just. I hope so. Attention to in the first place. I hope so. And thank you for, for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a uh, just Can I get a final word really quick? All right. First of all, Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay. And uh, second of all, the only reason why Bill and Melinda is splitting up is so that Bill can regain rejoin us with uh, the United Kingdom. Have a good night. Huh. Maybe I should get uh, tinfoilier on Bill Gates. I don't follow closely, but uh, I know Sticks was talking about it. Why? Why is the media suddenly turning on Bill Gates in the way they are, and we're stirring up all these Bill Gates controversies? Why? I don't know. Probably because he's going to get uh, Epstein. You think so? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I do, hope. Do you That'd buy the? Do you buy the? Do you buy Melinda's explanation that she was shocked and appalled when she learned about Bill's association with Jeffrey Epstein? No. I. Uh, I'm skeptical of that claim too, but we'll see. Um, Kim, you there? Yes. Hello. What's on your mind? Hey, girl. Are you Hi. a teacher? Oh. Yes, I am. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the teacher from Pennsylvania. I'm hoping to give a bit of a white pill tonight, if sure. possible. Um, I don't know if you had any other callers from PA mention the primary election happened yesterday. I don't know anything about it. I haven't even heard of it. So, yeah, we had a primary election, and I know I voted. Well, shouldn't have voted, but, you know, until... <laughs> So April 19th, I probably will. (laughs) Um, And they had three constitutional amendments um, on the ballot. 
Um, two of them were to restrict governor's powers. So the first one, um, now the General Assembly has the right to like revoke governor's powers in the case of an emergency um, without like the two-third majority of veto powers. And the second one was that an emergency order can extend past 21 days. Good. Excellent. Yeah. So that was encouraging to see yeah. that um, you were kind of pushing back against. Do you know the margins on the votes? It was How? close. Um, oh, really? Okay. When I, yeah, when I checked, it was like 51, 49 or like 53 something. Yeah, you'd like it to um, be broader than that given the last yeah. year. But hey, a win's a win. I'll mm. take them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, and then the third one was something about equality and being in the Constitution. Of course, that one passed 70 something to whatever. What does that mean, though? So, what What are the equality being in the Constitution? I think it was like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like nationality or if it was mm. gender equality. I, I didn't read it. I just voted now. <laughs> how sad <laughs> is it now that if you see like that, how is equality become code word for some sort of leftist agenda yeah. when it should equality before the law is a foundational principle of this country. But I agree that when I see those words, equity is a dead giveaway. You know, that's something you have to vote against, but even equality, yeah. equality yeah. means what equality means what you get to go into a, to a, a, a baker's shop and force him to bake a cake for you. Is that what equality means? You got to ask those questions. I, I'm going to look this up. While, keep going. And I'm going to try to find this specific, uh, the specific language you were talking about here. Yeah. And I'm looking up, trying to find the results as well. Um, so for the first one, um, it was 52 to 47, 52.97 to 42, uh. 47. And then second one was about the same. Um, and then the it's um, prohibition against denial or, abridgment of equality of rights because of race or ethnicity <laughs> right so this is the worst 70- kind is there was probably they probably didn't have the language they wanted in the pennsylvania state constitution and this is what they passed to prohibit racial discrimination however yep. according to current legal precedent um racial discrimination is already illegal in pennsylvania of course per uh, right. federal case law per the federal constitution as well um, or at least um, federal anti-discrimination law, the Civil Rights Act and stuff like that. Um, so it, it accomplished nothing. It was a big virtue signal is what it was. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was like, and it was like 71.74 to 28.26 something. So wow. disappointing to see. <laughs> You're in did you, did you actually vote no on it? Did you? Uh... Of course I voted no on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I might, uh, even though I... I Obviously, I do, I'm in favor of racial equality before the law, and I'm not in favor of the state discriminating based on race, presuming that's what it's talking about. But at this point, I might I might vote with uh, trolling intent in that case and vote it down anyway, because it's so silly. All this stuff is so silly. No, you have the right of dissociation, and that includes not associating. Right. Uh, of course, like in the private sector. But but I what I would worry yeah. is um, if they're saying that, no, we're in favor of like, government racial discrimination i would i would oppose that but i don't know uh, give it give it a few years maybe i'll hear the other side maybe we'll go back (laughs) yeah really jim crow i'll get him guys it gets a bad rap jim crow does you know yeah and then uh one more white pill somebody Um, cut that 
Um, <laughs> like, so over the summer, uh, when I'm not teaching um, and indoctrinating your children, yeah. I work at a summer camp. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of like, are you coming back each summer? And I said, yes, I'm coming back. And then I thought, I was like, oh, wait, am I going to have to wear a mask? Um, so I called the manager and it's like a township run program. And I'm like, am I going to have to wear a mask? Because if I have to wear a mask outside working with kids, sorry, find yourself a different employee. And he's like, nope, he's not requiring to wear a mask outside at all. I was like, because I'll compromise and I'll I'll be willing for one like, on the bus for field trips if I absolutely have to. Right. I asked about field trips. And he was like, he called the busing company and asked what their mask policy was. And they would require um, the first four seats behind the driver train vacant and everyone wearing a mask. It was like, it's been a pleasure doing business with you for the past 10 years, but we're finding a different company. So yeah. good for you. The, the township manager, like he, like, yeah. So it's, you know, it's awesome to see like local townships and municipalities, like taking a stand against this COVID stuff. And good. he looks like a, he has a township run program. He's like went out of the way to find a different company that's not going to just wear masks on the bus. So really glad to, to hear that. Good for yeah, you. That's-, that's excellent news. And this is sort of what we were talking about earlier. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of local and state wins going on right now. And I know those don't get the national play, but they're still worth celebrating. And I hope they're an indicator of where public opinion lies on a lot of this stuff. I hope we are seeing a shift. And after this year, like if you if you couldn't learn the value of your own. Your own freedom, your own right to make decisions for yourself, your own. Fundamental liberty after this last year, I don't know you'll probably never learn that, that lesson if you if you didn't learn it after this year yet to the mar- to the point of the margins you raised earlier we still have approximately half the people who look at the last year and still think please tell me what to do please control my life yeah. more please i loved it yeah do my thinking yeah, for I me was, i was going shopping today and you know one store took their sign down with masks completely down another store like had you know no mask if you're vaccinated um and like the number of you I saw still wearing masks was very disappointing. Hmm. Well, yeah. you got to counter shame them. You know, this is our new <laughs> yeah, obligation. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to be, I don't know if you saw the clip of the teacher berating that student for not wearing a mask. It was in Wisconsin or something. Um, I didn't see the clip. I listened to the, the audio. Okay. Version, so I heard so, it. So you know, you're oh, familiar. She's so fat. You, you got to become the mirror image of her. You got to become yeah. the reverse. Oh, you got to start absolutely. berating people have, for wearing them. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't berate my students, but if yeah. they're not wearing a mask, I, I don't say anything. No, no, I mean berate the kids who are wearing masks. <laughs> you need to start doing that. <laughs> if, if we still have to wear a mask next school year, I will most definitely be being a lot more vocal about it. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a wonderful evening. You as well. Bye. You know, uh, the, the found out today. So there's no more the CDC mask guidelines we know about after the CDC guidelines changed Gallatin County, where I live, they dropped the mask mandate. Some stores are still asking, but who really gives a shit? Guess what, though? (laughs) The school board here, Bozeman School District, they're making the kids wear masks for the rest of the school year. Are you freaking kidding me? The, The kids should have been the first ones taking off the masks. They don't transmit the virus. They're not at risk of the virus. And the school That's board crazy. is still making them put these muzzles on their faces. This is, uh, I don't know. The, the, they'll push me further toward homeschooling at this rate. That's for sure. Yeah, you and everybody else. Anyway, um, Ratchet Republican's up next. Ratchet Republican, you there? I need that Jamaican flair. 
Hey, my favorite caller. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, Hello? sir. Hey, can you? Uh, can you help me? Can you yeah. hear me? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, can you hear okay. us? All right. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, I'll be very quick. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on this YouTuber. He's really been blowing up recently, hmm. and he's. I, I lost him. Did you? Kevin Samuel. Um, wait, wait, sorry. We lost you for a second. It's Kevin what? His name is Kevin Samuel. Can you hear me? Yeah. Kevin Samuel? Kevin Samuel. Okay. Samuel. Sa- Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, he used to be an image consultant. He used okay. to be an image consultant. Yes. And... Um, He's now a relationship advice. He gives relationship advice. And they call him the Black Jordan Peterson. And, okay. um, but not quite like Jordan Peterson that he's more brutal. And he's, okay. yeah, he deals with mostly black females, but he dresses down black females. But uh, what I want you to watch is that he went on this podcast. It's a podcast where these three white feminists were on there. The really obnoxious, you know, those obnoxious types um, where life isn't fair and everything is the patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on the podcast and he dresses them down. It was three against one, dresses them down. Hmm. And I would love for, for you and your significant other, you and Blonde, to sit down. It's, um, the name of the, it's called the Fresh Food Podcast. We say, um, put Kevin Samuels, woman isn't fair, life isn't fair, and it should pull up the, the, the video. It's about 40 to 50 minutes. Okay. And it's get, the, get, get your popcorn and watch somebody dress uh, 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 obnoxious feminists down. They literally, the lady literally had to get up and leave because she couldn't handle it. Ooh. Okay, okay, really, okay yeah. Really Kevin good. Samuels. Kevin Samuels, if people yeah. want the name. Um, life is, I don't know that I have the specific video here, but I'm sure you can find him. Um, Kevin Samuel's life isn't fair. Otherwise you want to just send me an email with the link and I'll, uh, I'll catch it that way. You will see a blonde hair woman on the, on the, uh, on the here. Okay. So is it called yes, modern yes. women want modern the women world? Are angry. Yeah. Or modern, oh, oh I see. Yeah. Modern women are angry that the world isn't fair. Three on one. That's what you're talking about. Yes. 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 Watch. Oh, I've been here. Hold on. Sorry. Playing uh, a little bit. I'll watch it tonight. All right, let me put this on my... Um, it's got a lot of play. Almost a million actually, views, 50,000 upvotes. Um, and yeah. give your opinion on, on his stuff. Okay. All right. Thank you, man. I'll save it for later. I would love to get your opinion on it about his... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to get, hear your opinion on that. Uh, sure. So that's I, basically what I called for. Just. To, just yeah, I'll, I'll save it now, it. and I'll, I'll give it a listen tomorrow or sometime soon. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. All right. Thank All right. you, guys. Thank you, See man. See you later. Okay, um, we're a little bit past time, but I think our email question list is probably manageable, yeah? It's pretty long. Uh, what do we got? Maybe like a dozen? Let's, let's, I guess you were. We could take one more call. Leah, we'll take one quick last call here. Uh, Stankstro, you there? Hello, Mr. Stank. We'll let him hang out a second, and if he's able to chime in, we will give him last call. Other than that, we will uh, that'll do it on calls tonight, guys. Uh, appreciate uh, your patience, and if you're having trouble getting into the live room uh, or you want to participate but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question 
the one and only place to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. There's a call and show question form for you to use, and we will respond to your questions each and every week using that form. Uh, up first is Amateur Pilot. And Amateur Pilot asks, did you use eHarmony in your searches for a spouse? Mind asking if by chance any listener out there works for the site? I did not. I forget. Uh, you did not w- either. What site did we? Was it Match? It was that, Match. Yeah. Okay. So when I. I think I had you on OkCupid too. I can't Maybe. remember. I know you ran a paid account for me, which I think was Match. It was Match. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, that was a rough time. But I, I don't think I've ever used eHarmony, to my knowledge. I don't think I have either. That said, uh, if you if there's anybody out there who works for eHarmony and would like to help a listener, <laughs> just send me an email. An amateur pilot, you can do the same. It's probably a long shot, but I don't know. I've been able to make connections here and there in the audience sometimes. Um, Eva Viva Let's says, see, Matt, uh... from a secular point of view, or do you want to read this one? Sorry. Uh, how do you explain the evil of suicide? If we have the right to life, then why not the right to death? Uh, maybe we should. Okay. Yeah. From a religious point of view, uh, your life belongs to God. So why is, why is it? So that is why it is wrong. But without God, how could it be wrong? I'm a big fan of natural law, but I run up against uh, the needing of some givens that am I illiterate that are better understood with God? Also the morality of euthanasia. Okay. There's a lot there. Sure. Uh, to me, the the fundamental moral premise that I have to accept for the for any sort of moral structure in the world to make sense is that human life has has value and purpose. And I believe that that's uh, true from an observation of the natural world. I think human beings are uh, are are all kind of on a similar trajectory and path and this this uh, effort for survival and prosperity. That's that we all sort of do. Not by choice, but because we were we were put here or we are here to do that. We all just end up on that path anyway. So because I think it's observable and because I think it's the the key component to any sort of objective moral structure, I have to start with that assumption. Human human life has purpose and value. And for that reason, I do think that suicide's immoral. Uh, You uh, I, I can say that you are the. You you own your own life, I suppose. But if your own life does have have purpose, you betray that purpose when when you end it uh, voluntarily. And I suppose there's probably a, a distinction to be made between, say, uh, uh, an end of life suicide when you're terminally ill or, or a, a euthanasia at this point. I don't know. I used to be pretty strongly in favor of legalized um, uh, end of life uh, services for for terminally ill people. I'm starting to question that, though. Um, I I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that I'm anti, but any time that we're talking about human beings deciding, well, I suppose, you know, anytime we're talking about human beings deciding when someone else has. Maybe that's not the way to phrase it, because the terminally ill person is still decided, but there's a there's an assistance. Assisted suicide has an assistance, and that's what gets me on that it's if someone wants you to help them end their life is that moral i suppose is what i struggle with there um but anyway to get back to the to the meat of the question the the core of the question the reason that suicide is is immoral is because human life has inherent purpose and value it's that simple to me yeah i agree and i think god decides when we when we die 
I sure hope so. so. I sure hope I I hope that's how it happens to me. And I that said, you know, if if you're in incredible pain and it's certain that your time is soon, is it wrong to to die with um, a little relative ease and and more dignity in your own judgment? I mean, I think you can blast yourself with painkillers and stuff, but I I don't think that you can kill yourself. Hmm. But is that is that moral? Is it moral to numb yourself with substances? To ease the pain of dying, yes, that's fine. Hmm. That's fine. Deep questions, but uh, but yeah, uh, thank you, appreciate it. Care Bear four twenty says, "Hey guys, I have a question about criminalizing porn." This is a throwback. Remember when we went through this like every week for a month or something, maybe a year or two ago. Anyway, I want to know what your thoughts are on it. I have a more Thomistic or Aristotelian view of the government, and think banning the production and distribution of porn is necessary for upholding the common good. Though I'm unsure um, it would be a federal issue or not. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I think that so there are a few things that are at issue here. I think in general, criminalizing someone's immoral treatment of themselves is not something that I'm in favor of, which I do think porn does. I think porn victimizes the certainly the women featured in the pornography, even when they're willing, consenting partners. But that said, can you criminalize the victimization of yourself? And of course, there are a lot of crimes that are tangentially connected to porn. There's trafficking. Sometimes there's child pornography. There's stuff like that. Um, that said, in its purest form, where it's consenting adults uh, participating in an activity and recording it, the, the thing that makes me very nervous is the potential chilling on on speech and the recording of an activity, an event. If we criminalize simply the production of a video or the production of images, I, I recognize that 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 pornography is probably not quite the same pure form of speech like writing an essay. Or something like that. But I do worry that criminalizing the creation of an image or a video. It's a slippery slope with, slope with a chilling effect on speech. So I want to be very careful about that. I think my my inclination would be to say that um, I, I wouldn't want to criminalize it. But there are the crimes that are adjacent to it ought to be prosecuted. Absolutely. It, it, where there's where there's trafficking, where there's child pornography, where there's all sorts of other problems. Now, on the other side of it. Are those problems inherent to it? Can you actually have uh, porn produced that doesn't actually violate other people in that way? Well, I mean, it creates the societal rot, so I'm not really sure that I care. I'm less hmm. concerned with upholding 1A than, <laughs> than you are. I do agree that it's, it's I, if, if, if I was going to evaluate, it's a net negative. I think that it, it creates... Um, it's another thing that creates a, a bad, morphed, distorted, broken relationship between men and women. Yeah. And that is a net negative. Absolutely. But this is one of those questions that's like, what is the solution to that? Is it um, feds kicking down doors in, uh, you know, where at, at porn studios or is it uh, people with a more solid moral core who choose not to engage in in that sort of thing? I'm more confident in um, in moral teachings and communities to erase the appetite for it than I am in yeah. say government kicking down doors to make it happen. Um, but, uh, so I, I, my answer would be community family church values as opposed to, as opposed to legal crackdown. Yeah. All right. 
in an authoritarian society, however, would you do it? Execute the whores in Blontopia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discarded vet. Um, why do you thank me for my service? These questions are offered to your audience. Are you aware your blind patriotism and unwavering support of the military is nothing more than enabling corrupt politicians to abuse and discard the most courageous among us? Did my tours of service help secure rights? How did me getting blown up seven times protect the constitutional republic we salute and march behind? I know this is rhetorical, um, but I think that these are legitimate questions that we should be asking about military service. He probably signed up when he was young, and there was actually a whole lot more to that. I'm sorry I cut you off, but I, I got the first part of it in. Well, I think that's what's honorable about it, too. I, it's a recognition that that your service to your country is done because of the way that you value and love your country, even if the people giving you orders are absolute jackasses who create disastrous or make disastrous decisions. I think that's part of what's honorable about it, to be honest. I know that um, it might not it might not feel that way if, if you, and I don't know, I don't know if this is rhetorical or if this is, in, if this is sincere, I, I have no idea, but it, it might not feel that way if you feel like you were misled by your superiors. But to me, that's, what's admirable about it, that, that I love my country enough to do this for my country. Even if I have uh, skepticism about leadership, even if I have skepticism about fidelity to the constitution, all I know is that if we want to have any hope of defending ourselves from, those who are enemies of the constitution, be they foreign or domestic, uh, we, we do need to have strong men willing to stand up and really anybody, but strong, willing to stand up and bear arms on principle to protect the foundational values of this country. So can it be bastardized? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, does that mean everybody loves what they did in the military? Probably not, but I don't know. I'll, I'll always be thankful for people in uniform. It's something I didn't do, but I have admiration for it. Yeah, but we have to, I mean, why would you serve if you don't believe in the mission of what you're trying to defend? And what happens if you, if you realize that after you've, after you've served, after you've sacrificed greatly, and then the country's not upholding the values for which, uh, for which you served? Yeah, I, I think that's a perfectly fair question. And I think that should be scrutiny that's aimed at this country's politicians and military leadership. But, that, but to me, that doesn't impact my willingness and desire to thank the individual service member. It's not their fault. They didn't make those choices. They just wanted to serve their country. And I think that's yeah. worthy of a thank you. Yep. Um, I don't begrudge this guy for feeling this way, though. Feeling used. and I, I, I can totally understand it. Yeah. So. Uh, Matt and Biden made love. Oh, top five. I'll do top one. What are your top <laughs> one favorite non-political content creators? Non-political oh. content creators? It's hard because all of my my um the moms that i follow on youtube they all do like a little subtle social justice shit really but i love this huh. chick Brittany vassier vassier beauty um she's got a good mom channel most of what i watch on youtube that is not political at well and even that's somewhat political but i like to watch a lot of gun tube i like to watch a lot of gun channels um i like to watch military arms channel i think he does oh, really? good. yeah he does cool breakdowns on guns and has a lot of insightful things to say and so that to me uh, you know who else i love for i don't know why i don't know why i love him so much uh because he's just shooting guns and talking but uh hickok 45 you ever see the old man in the everyone woods loves that guy just shooting guns his videos are so long and he's just going on and on and on but there's something that's just 
great about it. It's just pure Americana, like old man in the yeah. woods talking about whatever and shooting guns while he does it. So that's usually those are most of my watches. I used to watch a lot more video game content, not really anymore. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of out of my wheelhouse now. Uh, Matt's woke ex uh, trans ex wife from another life says uh, King Corona has put many Americans at odds with the values of the Constitution. Some fundamentally argue that some personal liberties, even those guaranteed in the Bill of Rights, should be curtailed for the safety of the collective under certain circumstances. Suppose the Wu flu had been a virus worth all the hype and panic, something on par with Ebola, and that masks, vaccines, and lockdowns were safe and actually worked. Let's assume um, all that for the sake of argument, and yet we still have people refusing to vax, mask, and ignore lockdown regulations. At what point, if any, would you consider it justifiable to right, violate the rights of such individuals uh, on the basis of posing a threat to the general population? Well, the first thing I would say is that even in such a case, this is a state's issue to answer. I do not want the federal government cramming down a one-size-fits-all solution. But let's yeah. say that it's that it's in my state. And... Um, what is the what is the threshold at which the virus would have to become so dangerous that people refusing treatment I prescribed to them could have their rights violated? Oh, like ten percent fatality. I I don't know that I'm a, I'm comfortable assigning a virus a a number threshold at which I feel justified in stabbing other people against their will. Though, is there a mm. such thing? Yeah, I mean, I think if this were actually like the Spanish flu, that some emergency orders may be um, necessary. I don't think there'd be as much resistance to it, though. I think, well, I think that there's inherent arbitrariness to it. I'm not saying it's unreasonable, but if you do need oh, to set I, I that, agree, yeah. if you do need to set that threshold, it, it has to be somewhat arbitrary, and that's why, to me, it's it's. I don't see a value in saying to, to me saying ten percent, twelve percent fatality or something like that as long as we are maintaining the state's rights to make those decisions i will not complain as much um if if you're trying to because at least let's put it this way at least the people who are being you're trying to stab them against their will at least they'll still have the option to leave if they want to and i i think you have to respect their rights enough to give them the option to go away at least rather than Nope, it's so dangerous I get to stab you because of how dangerous I view it. I'm not willing to really cross that moral line. I mean, there has to be some objective standards upon which we agree as a society, I suppose. But in actuality, if if we were in that kind of Spanish flu situation, people would be freaking the fuck out so much that I'm not sure there would be very much resistance. The hmm. reason there's so much resistance now is because this whole coronavirus thing is virtually a hoax. Um, and then we're all being made to follow these ridiculous ordinances that are putting freedoms on our lives, even though we're not really at risk in a Spanish flu situation. I think as a society, we'd be like, yeah, all right. Like we have to take this seriously. If, yeah, if I saw that sort of tangible evidence that people's lives were being ruined in front of my eyes on a daily basis, I, yeah, I would be, I'll sit down on the table and I'll talk about it. Yeah. But, but when I just have to be blasted by like, mostly fictional numbers on CNN. And I'm supposed to believe that the world outside is a hellscape when I can see otherwise clearly. Um, yeah, I know that might not be the most satisfactory answer, but I, I just hesitate to put a number on it. To me, it's not a number thing. It's, it's, uh, it's gotta be a, a tangible reality that you evaluate with your community and with your state. 
Um, let's see. Incompetent hands. hands. Yeah. Blonde, love your interviews. I too am struggling with the patriotic question. As a Floridian, I'm debating DeSantis 2024 with people. As Matt, Matt once said, you could have a gay meth orgy guy. So I want DeSantis in Florida as long as possible, but people are stuck in the vote our way out paradigm. Should I stick with the simple digestible 10A argument or risk a more black pill divorce conversation? If so, uh, can I still call myself a patriot? That is <laughs> that is such a good question. Um, I struggle with this every day. I mean, uh, I suppose I, I'm not going to tell people not to vote because uh, I suppose it's still possible we're able to vote our way out of it. I mean, what if we got some like really based people in government? Like, What if we <laughs> really could do that? Like yeah. based, like really based. I mean- I don't think it's likely. Well, I, this this is the argument that that I was making after the election is like I'm still going to vote because it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything to to do it. Yeah. But do I have confidence that do I have confidence that we're going to vote our way out of this? Um, not no. not a great degree because I think that uh, there are people intent on destroying our way of life and violating our rights regardless. So you right. you have to have backup plan when that's the case. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. That was incompetent hands. Yep. Wait, what? Did I oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, or wait, did, did, was this the same question or did I miss it? Debating DeSantis 2024 with people. Was that the one we just read? Yeah. That's the one we just read. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I must've uh, misheard. Uh, trichotomy says with COVID restrictions winding down, there is a large incentive now to tell people you're vaccinated. Even if you're just not, uh, even if you're just not to make things easier for everyone or just not getting vaccinated, I suppose. My question is, is that okay, especially in a personal or a friend setting? I have no issue telling a store I'm vaxxed. Okay, okay, I see. I have no issue telling a store I'm vaxxed just to avoid the mask and to get my shit done, but I'm undecided on what I should do when a friend or a coworker asks, especially in regards to hanging out. If someone in my more blue-pilled friends only wants to hang out if I'm vaxxed, should I try to argue the merits of the vaccine and my choices? Uh, just say yes to avoid the hassle. I realize I could also ditch my blue-pilled friends, but then I wouldn't have very many friends left. I, I, Sounds I like you know the answer to that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, your philosophy has worked out great in, in my life. I can confirm. Uh, I, I wouldn't advocate deception unless it was absolutely necessary for some certain specific circumstance. Uh, tell them it's none of their goddamn business if they ask yeah, if you're vaccinated real. or not. And if they have a problem with that, say, okay, um, guess uh, we're not going to hang out yeah. Then yeah. if you don't want to. And trust me, I know this is what Blonde was getting at. I, I know it feels like I can't ditch my friends because I don't have very many of them. And then what will happen? I'll have no friends. Find new friends. Those are if if your friends don't respect you enough to allow you the privacy of your own health decisions, those are not friends worth keeping because they don't have your back. Yeah. So get get new friends if that's the circumstance. I know it sounds hard, and I was scared to do it too back when I was shedding people who were dead weight or bad influences in my life. But guess what happened in the subsequent years? My life got better in every single way because I was surrounded by better people who were bigger assets to my life. So it'll just be a, a little while before things get better. Too. Just, just, just be temporary. honest. And if they don't value your friendship enough to allow you to be honest, that ain't a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tyler says, when are you both getting chickens? Um, my living situation right now does not lend to chickens. My dogs would 
definitely kill them. But as soon as I'm in a different living situation. It's probably not going to happen for me anytime soon. Although my wife is, is interested. We saw some uh, little chicks at one of the stores around town and she could, was, could you do it in your neighborhood? We actually were walking the dog earlier today. I didn't know someone, one of our neighbors, probably four or five doors down has a chicken coop in their backyard. We could hear them clocking. We could see it. So it's, there's no, I don't, I, I sort of thought that might be against the HOA here, but I must not be because they're allowing it to happen. Um, Uh. so I have kind of a casual interest that said, I know it's a lot of work and I don't, I can't take on that workload right now. Fresh eggs though. It would be cool. Yeah. Dwight says, do we continue to punish businesses for bad decisions or do we praise them when they reverse those decisions? As a previous frequent Walmart shopper, I've refused to give them business since they were one of the first national retailers to institute a mask mandate. But now that they're one of the first to remove the mandate, are they worthy of my business? Well, that's uh, you'll have to evaluate that question for yourself. I. My approach to all of this has not necessarily been to. Decide who gets my business based on mask ma- mask asks or not. I ever since you said on the stream, like th- my philosophy is I'm not going to wear a mask until someone makes me. I've gone with that approach. And what I've, yeah. what I've found is there's a lot of businesses out there that just have the sign up to cover their asses and they don't yeah. actually give a shit. They don't actually care. Yeah. So I'd kind of be wary of punish some, punishing a business just for having the sign up because I get it. They're not actually coming after me. They're trying to keep the health board away from them. Yeah. So if I was hassled in a business for not wearing a mask, especially now, that would kind of be a deal breaker for me. But just a yeah. sign, just a sign is not a deal breaker enough for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, if they say something to me, then I'm, I'll never go back. But mm. Especially now that they're under no legal obligation to. They're just yeah. terrified. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I guess you're terrified of my dollar, too. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Charlie says, what parts <laughs> of Chinese culture do you respect? Um, it's, it's mostly the question. dog eating. That's I, I really appreciate the, the dog eating. The bat soup. Um, Chinese people. How do I say this? They do have a more, uh, okay, a a less myopic view of cultural integrity. And they don't get hung up on individual rights, probably for the worse. I'm not saying it's necessarily for the better, but there are some benefits to, um, to leaning into a collective ideology. I think that they've gone too far as collectivists and we've gone too far as individualists. And I think if we could like be 10% more Chinese that we'd probably be better off as a society. Uh, 10%. Come on. I don't, I don't agree that we've gone too far with individual Liberty in, at least in our current state. I think our, I think our problem is not enough individual Liberty in our country right now. It's, it's obsessive individualism is what we're bordering on. Like with this, don't you think that that's manifested in this like trans culture and stuff like that? Yeah, I guess. But I think what you're talking about is narcissism over a value of individual rights. Like what I'm talking about is a philosophy of the individual's relationship with government as opposed to thinking I'm so cool and special clap for me at the pride parade. That's I agree that that's a big problem. Yeah, but don't you think that that's an offshoot of a fixation on individual liberties? 
I think it's more an offshoot of a country that's lacking a moral core. And I, I would actually connect that to a decline in re- religiosity and, and, and yeah, small okay. local communities I'm, I'm and stuff yeah. like that. I don't think that's a, that's an offshoot of government philosophy. I think it's an offshoot of uh, just cultural degeneracy. And it's true that that a government that upholds individual liberty uh, in such a circumstance, cultural degeneracy can create a state of rot like that. But yeah. I, I, again, if we come back to like, what's the best safeguard? Is it the, is it your community and your church and your moral center? Or is it uh, Xi Jinping <laughs> kicking, sticking a boot in your ass to get you to stop? Maybe it's effective. I don't know. Maybe Xi does uh, keep yeah. it a little more under control. And let me say a thing or two that I've said before about the social credit system. So they have a social credit system, but at least they tell you what you need to do to be successful in society. With this cancel Hmm. culture, we basically have a social credit system, but I can just get canceled for saying any number of things that I don't even know are wrong. It's totally subversive. Like, I like the fact that they're out there and they're like, you know, criticize a government or we destroy your life. It's like, (laughs) all right, well, thank you for telling me that. Like, I I appreciate that you told me that. And you you get social credit points for things like, buying diapers and having, you know, I'd be doing fucking great in China right now if I were a Chinese citizen, but here I'm a well, fucking pariah. Why Blonde's is that? Gonna, the, the choice between moving to Beijing or Gaza is going to be very difficult for blonde. I can't move to any of these places. Okay. I, I can't move to Beijing because I'm not Chinese. So, you know, obviously they're going to view guess, me as a, yeah. as a skeptical white dissident, which I yeah. am. But if I were a Chinese person with my values living in China, I'd be, do, be doing way better and I would have more standing in society than I do right now. I live oh. as a pariah. I have no societal standing because I've destroyed my reputation with my um, brand of quasi-racism. But let's say that you lived in Beijing and you viewed Xi Jinping the same way you view Joe Biden or anybody else. You think you'd be at liberty to do a podcast show there and criticize the government in the way that you do? No, but there are things that you can talk about in China that you cannot talk about here. Uh... I can't talk about in what way though, like uh, under Susan's rule or under, under whose rule under, under everyone's rule. Hmm. Except Uh, for about 20% of our audience, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on China, but uh, you know, you're, you're welcome to your opinion on it. Did I read that one? Yeah. Yeah. And for me to answer the uh, question, uh, what what parts of Chinese culture do you respect? I like how they uh, they discriminate at McDonald's. I think that's a that's a <laughs> something we should get into. Really that keeps things really in order. <laughs> <laughs> they keep their McDonald's very well ordered. <laughs> Michael Schlecht. No jogging near McDonald's. Yeah. Would you rather uh, live in a more densely populated area, but the people are tight knit community that helps one another or live in a more relative isolation and be self-sufficient or otherwise put, do you value community plus camaraderie or solitude plus self-sufficiency? Oh, totally with other people. I actually Mm. don't like living in solitary environments. I love city living. If I could have a combination of city living with a community that I appreciate, I'd be in heaven. It would be perfect. If I had to pick one of these, I would probably lean solitude self-sufficiency. However, the ideal would be, in my view, like rural community uh, homes near each other with plots of land that are all self-sufficient and are also tight knit. Like I know I'm picking everything here, which is against the rules, but that would be that would be ideal to me. But um, but if I had to 
if I had to pick one, um, I want to make sure that I can that I can take care of myself and my family and survive and and not rely on other people, even if they are great people with whom I get along and everything works works well. To me, my job is is taking care of me and my family first. So that would be um that would be my pick. Okay. Is it my turn? I'm I can never remember. Chris is up next, yeah. Chris, what's your take on the classic Epicurean problem of evil? I think we talked about this last week. As summarized by David Hume, is God willing to prevent evil, but not able? Mm-hmm. Um, then he is not omnipotent. If he is able, but not willing, then he is malevolent. Is he both able and willing? Then from whence comes evil? Now, I struggle with this question constantly. And at the end of, of every examination period that I have when I'm, when I'm thinking about this and, and driving myself crazy, I just have to realize that it's hubristic for me to even consider that I could understand what God's plan is. Um, I'm using my puny human brain to try to answer just these, these incredibly complicated questions beyond the limits of my small mind. And so I just have to, it's like when you, have you ever sat down and really thought about eternity? Like tried to wrap your mind yeah, I know. around eternity. Uh, the, the, you just can't do it. We've mentioned it before. To me, something that never ends is somewhat comprehensible. Something that exists but never started and has always been there. Yeah. That, like that makes my brain blow up. So I just have to trust in my heart that there's a reason that God does not interfere. Um. Or maybe it's a struggle of between good and evil, uh, or maybe that that he's not willing, but his justice is perfect, and so I don't understand why he's not willing. But we're never going to find this answer. So, and my my search or conceptualization of God uh, is is not necessarily through a lot of traditional religious teaching so far. But I, I guess I question why why does God have to be all those things? Why does he have to be all knowing, all powerful, and all good? Why is that? Why is that absolutely necessary? Perhaps he could be a flawed being, mm. but when I think of God, I think of I kind of think of somebody who created an experiment in a petri dish that is sort of unfolding according to all these rules that are set in place like like he's some you know science student or something yeah. like that and he can't really stop what's unfolding what's unfolding in this petri dish, but he can I, he's kind of like a, he's an observer, like he's sitting back and watching this. And for better or worse, this is the the, the sequence of events that he put into place unfolding. Yeah. But and maybe like, I guess my question is, why does God have to be all of those great things? All powerful, all knowing, all good. Why? Why can't God be kind of a piece of shit? Like, <laughs> he might be <laughs> like, how do, why does he have to be a great guy? I don't know. I mean, I think that we have, if we're going to accept that there is something that is purely evil, which I, I do accept, then the, um, the opposite of that is something which is wholly good. Hmm. That's really what brought me to religion. It's like looking at the evil in the world. There are pure forces of evil. Nobody can Uh, convince me that. Yeah, I agree. I just, um, I guess I just don't understand why that Kate, why does God have to be all those things? Why is that necessary uh, philosophically? I mean, do you believe in Satan? Uh, not not necessarily like not the again, it's it's the specifics that I get hung up on. Could there be a counter to God? I suppose. But 
but I haven't made my own connection to all those specific teachings of specific figures in that way. Mm. Was that a rhetorical question? No, well, I, I actually, I'm not clear what the philosophical necessity for God being all powerful, all knowing and all good is what, what would be the philosophical consequences of him not being those things? Well, he would have to be all powerful because of creation. Okay. I mean, the evidence to me that he's all good is is seeing some, the evidence of the evil in the world. Hmm. And even even with creation, though, why does he have to be all powerful? Like just because he set the the, the events, uh, just because he set this or started the sequence the of events, events in motion doesn't right. mean that he can intervene necessarily. I suppose that's true. Yeah, maybe he got the ball rolling, and uh, and then it's just because he gave us free will. It's just a struggle between good and hmm. evil within the mortal world. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. I have, I have no idea. <sighs> hmm. Sorry. I called God a piece of shit. I haven't seen your yeah, face. That was, that was not <laughs> your face looked like my face. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. God, I'm saying hypothetically, what if you were, it's you okay. Know? He can see into your heart. Uh, yeah. Dodgy boy says, thank you for answering my previous question last week. I don't remember what it was. I wanted to know if either you, either of you differentiate between liberals and leftists. I got the distinction from Prager and personally know at least a few liberals who are against leftism. Thank you. And cheers. I make no distinction. It's a distinction without a meaning. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in general, if I had to draw some lines, I think liberals are usually people who respect individuals rights and respect process. They're not necessarily outcome oriented they they view that the way you achieve your outcomes the process you use the respect for other people's rights still matters more than getting your way in the end in my mind leftists are people that have no care or concern for what obstacles are in place uh to them getting their way they will violate every single one of your rights to achieve what they want to do uh if that's what it takes and they're they're a uh, ends justify the means type people at least that's that's my general experience. Yeah, I use the terms interchangeably, so I guess I can't really answer this. Anyway, that'll do it on uh, email questions. Thank you, guys. And we'll catch up with chat. We'll call it a night. I thought Let's we had more. Sorry, I guess we should have taken more callers. Yeah, we, I think we've got a bunch of super chats. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we still got plenty to go here. Uh, we are good on uh, Tippy Stream. And over on Trovo, again, sorry I missed earlier chats potentially, guys, but Chubby Stubby Gift and Subs and Casting Spells, that's much appreciated. And over on DLive, uh, Pilot Grove, Chick Threads, Coffee Anarchy, ETC. Uh, and appreciate it. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Was the last one? I don't know. I don't have my oh, page. I do. okay, uh, gotcha. All right. P. Care says, "Blonde, you really need to get vocal distance on." Hashtag Black Pill Begun. I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry, P. Care. Hmm. Laurel. Um. Oh, never mind. Okay. Laurel says, "I've not logged on to my Instagram account for ages, but if you post your meatloaf recipe, I will log on." The boyfriend really <laughs> wants me to make it for him. How is this? I'll make it. I made it last week. I'll make it in two weeks and then I'll tell you guys when I made it. I've never been a meatloaf fan, but maybe I'd be willing to try it. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Tim Tim 307 in honor of y'all's five year anniversary. A couple of your subscribers decided to buy your two kids, their first rifles. What? (laughs) 
We pulled some money and got the two of you two gift cards to Sportsman's Warehouse. Matt, you should find them in your email box. That is so awesome. That is crazy if you guys did that. And it's hugely appreciated. I the one thing I'm worried about is I don't see that in my inbox. <laughs> let's 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 double check the uh, email address. But man, if if that's um if that's legit. That's uh, that's a huge honor, man. We've been talking. It about... is. We don't use Beauty and the Beta at gmail.com anymore. Maybe it went there. You yeah. m- we still have access to the account, so I we have could... not checked it since we stopped using it. <laughs> but let's let's check that out. Um, uh, who was the chatter? Uh, Tim Tim oh three oh seven. Okay, Tim Tim Tim. If you just want to send me an email at my, uh, you can use the form on the website or just send it to Matt at mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll clarify. And just make sure it didn't get lost on the internet. Um, and of course, man, thank you for the gesture and, and thank you for uh, the support for the show. We love you. Ovid says, additionally, John, you should know that Matt would hate young Frankenstein. I don't think so. He's not a monster. Matt will like it. He'll like it. Hmm. He'll be fine. Um, Blazing Saddles drops the gamer word 17 times, though. Producers is great, too, except unrealistic because they don't diddle children. <laughs> no movie is perfect. Um, okay. He's gonna like Young Blazing Saddles should be on the list, though. It's not on the list right now. No, I only have one Mel Brooks, and it's um Young Frankenstein. All right. Well, I can't. Uh, you're the list creator. I can't try I'll to put pressure it on there. You, yeah. I do. Someone over time, people have sent me Blu-rays of various movies, and I haven't watched them, but I didn't get rid of them. They're still in a drawer. Blazing Saddles is one of them. It's readily available for me. Tristan Hobson says, love you, blonde. Polio has strong correlation with HIV. People are nervous about short vaccine trials, but polio vaccine had a long time of trials, and the first polio vaccine trial in Congo may have been tainted. Hmm. I don't know anything about this. The polio vaccine caused AIDS, you say. I'm pretty sure that's... <laughs> I would believe sure it, it, but of course... Congolese Dr. butt sex. I'm sure that's... <laughs> well, uh, overseen and directed by Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci created AIDS, too. Let's be crystal clear. Okay. Uh, Long Don John, John says... Yeah. You, you pause like I, I, thought you, I thought you were going to say something else. Um, no, sorry. That was my week. joke. That was it. Dr. Fauci made AIDS. Man. Dr. Fauci banged a monkey. <laughs> He did. <laughs> Starship Troopers. I also love Starship Troopers, but I have a feeling Matt's going to hate that because it's like so campy and the CG is so bad. I don't think he's going to be able to overlook it. Um, Pulp well, Fiction. And because Matt likes bad movies that are trying to be good, The Room. Uh, hmm. I like Tarantino generally. I've not, I, I can't believe I haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but I have not. Have you seen um, Kill Bill? Yes. Ah, those are good. But wasn't there a sequence or a sequel? Wasn't, that wasn't, were better than the original, yeah. How many were there? I think three. I only saw the first. Yeah, yeah three. Uma Thurman um, is a weird-looking chick. Yeah, and he's got that foot fetish also, which is always mm. apparent in all of his films. Uh, but the fatal flaw in The Lawyer's Logic was that it was based on fear. A dead man who can no longer support his family is inherently a harm to society. That's true, too. Well, in uh, fairness to him, I think he would say that. I think, he, I think he's just saying the fear is an added harm. But and I, I guess I can even grant that premise uh, in an abstract level. But how do you measure it? And how do you say this fear, this particular fear is, is worse for society than any other fear? Correct. Yeah. Right. To make those distinctions, I think is just it's it's nonsense. I don't know. It sounded like secular nonsense to me. Uh, Tori D says Mandy is amazing and I love it. If you like watching horror movies, I'd recommend subbing to Shutter and watching The Last Drive In. With Joe Bob Briggs, long live 
the cheddar goblin watch first blood i'm glad that you liked mandy i i've been thinking about it a lot and i, I must have watched it like almost two months ago and i still mm. think about it all the time um justin Livin, the movie dune uh cruddy old movie for you though is a movie from the 80s called roller babies I actually haven't seen Dune. I, hmm. I hate to admit that. Rafael Salvador. Hey, guys, have you thought of watching all the Twilight films? No. I always thought it's the reason people today are narcissistic with screwy views on relationships. Probably a bunch of teen girls. I don't know that I could sit through even one of those. Granted, I have not. Ne- I never have. But based on my understanding of what they are. Oh, God. I don't think I could do it. Quantum football. Do you like Michael Wade Christensen or Wade Michael Christensen better? You have two <laughs> name choices. Only two. Uh, no, I, I obviously think about ways to to potentially uh, honor my brother or, or carry his name or influence through. So those are definitely uh, under consideration. But um, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep name stuff kind of private for now and and try to keep it just between us and and minimize. Don't tell people because everybody's gonna hate some people are going to hate what your choice is. And yeah. Gonna... Yeah. And I, I, and I'm kind of worried about not that like your, your child's going to be doxxed or something like that, but I, I want my, my kids to have uh, pr- as private of lives as possible. Of course, that's easy to do for an infant and then it gets harder later, but yeah, um, the internet's a harsh place and I don't want, uh, I don't want my son to be exposed to it too early or, you know, in any improper way. Um, not that you're doing that quantum football. I'm just saying like, I'll probably, I probably won't talk much about names here on out just cause, uh, I think we're going to keep that mostly private. Yeah. It's going to be, um, Emilio Christensen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sebastian Christensen. Uh, Gakel says death race 2000, the original. I I've never even heard of some of these. Uh, Shersey, Shersey, Shersey. I can never remember how to say this. Shersey. I had to speak at a funeral of a coworker today because five men who should have spoken cucked out. Some days I feel like I'm the only adult male left. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Public speaking is the worst. People, they were, they didn't want to speak because why? Because of coronavirus or something? Why would they not speak? I don't know. I, I would need to know why. That's That seems really crazy though. Five people backed out? It's not like one guy who was supposed to deliver a eulogy got sick or something. Why would five yeah. back out? Um, quantum football hmm. says mounted police are very common at sporting events when they think the fans are going to riot. I hmm. was unaware of this. Um, JT goldfish is blonde. Is it bad that I don't get married to my girlfriend just so she can keep her government benefits? She had a heart print transplant two oh, years man. ago. That's tough, but yes, it's probably bad. What a, what a crock of shit that is. Could I wonder if you guys could just, could you make the commitment to each other in in everything that is a marriage and just keep the government out of it? Well, then she doesn't get to keep the benefits. Well, I'm saying the government doesn't gets to know because if as far as the government oh, is oh, concerned. Oh, I see. I thought he she, he was saying that he has to marry her for her to keep the benefits, but he's not marrying her so that she can keep the benefits. Yeah, is it no, bad that fine. I don't get married to my oh, girlfriend yeah. just so she can keep her government benefits? No, I hate that's that these fine. Ins- these incentive structures are so perverse, but I understand why people take that. You're trying to just uh, get the best, you're, make the best situation for your family. That said, there's got to be a way. If if this is if this is a girl you would otherwise marry, marry, yeah, you you don't need the government doesn't got to know. You can do that yourself, and I, I would encourage yeah. you to do that. Sticky dads. Uh, The Bill Melinda split is the way wealthy people sell off stocks and transfer secure wealth without raising suspicions. 
Rich people are making moves with their money. They know something we don't. I'm inclined to agree with you there. Mm. Uh, Steven Sugars, what does Matt think about UFOs? Uh, what does he think is going on with that? I haven't, I haven't found the most recent story. Uh, do I do I believe in aliens generally? I think given the infinite nature of the universe, it's it's pretty much a guarantee that there's got to be yeah. uh, alien life out there somewhere. Just just my personal view. Uh, am I convinced that we that they're visiting our planet right now? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't look at individual cases very much. I'm not the sort of alien. I don't. I don't have curiosity about aliens that I'm going to look into individual UFO cases and try to investigate in that way. I just like to think about it in the abstract and uh, and in theory. So if you're talking about specific UFOs, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you much about that. But interest in aliens in general, belief in aliens in general, yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Kirk Carson, hello from Panama. Spin this while I buy something. If you guys and Devin Stack stop producing at the same time, I'll be like Rambo yelling, I got nowhere else to go. Do love me some Devin Stack. Mm. Um, Marbo 93, Protestant individualism and the departure of the unification of the Catholic Church has inevitably led to intersectionality. I'm inclined to agree with you, Marbo. Live chat thinks we're stupid, though. Mm. The infamous Burt man, Matt, your thoughts on God align with deism, FYI. Yeah, probably. That'd be a, that'd be a pretty good way to summarize uh, where my perspective sits right now, which is I'm, I'm pretty well open, if not outright believing in the concept of a, a God, I suppose, or at least something that gave the order of the universe that order. Like we live in a we live in a place with rules and structure and I think objectivity to it. It's it, to me it. The likelihood of that happening by pure random chance, I suppose it's possible, but I'm pretty warm to the idea of a concept of a God in general, something that that put all those things in place. Um, as far as specifics of a particular religion and particular religious figures, that's where that's where the disconnect is is too far for me to cross. Anna Hitch, Matt and Blonde, you should search Brian Holdsworth on YouTube. He's a convert who does good short videos explaining the Catholic point of view on various hot hmm. issues. Thank you, Brian Holdsworth. Okay. Eric Burns Marsh. Thanks, Susan, for not allowing my tasteless super chat referencing OJ and vaccine injections. Too bad. Too did you bad. know that OJ had a reality show in like 2006, like I a did. prank show? I knew that only because of the some documentary i watched or something like that i i Maybe learned about this the other day and i'm trying to find it online and I, as far as i can tell you can only watch this oj show if you find dvds of it or other physical media damn if if someone knows how i can watch the oj simpson prank show uh just <laughs> online Please send it like, yeah, I, I don't, I'll, I, whatever. I'll do what I need to. I need to watch this show. At first, I thought it was before he didn't kill his wife. It's way after. It's like a decade after the trial. Oh, it's, yeah. Way yeah. after. But before he uh, robbed somebody. Right. Yeah. Before he went to prison for the yeah. sports memorabilia, memorabilia thing. Steam engines, O'Toole. Will there be a McDonald's in heaven? I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Long Don John says, Matt will be like defensively God. <laughs> God would understand. God has to believe in self-defense, man. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'm out. The God and I aren't going to get along. Eric Burns, Marsh, liberal JFK. We do these things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Leftists, gimme UBI because mm. lazy and don't want to get off the couch. Yeah, okay. I suppose that's maybe a fair way to uh, to draw the distinction. Marlon Moncrief says to Blonde, your thoughts on College of the Ozarks suing the Biden administration over a housing mandate. 
that states that not even private schools can discriminate on the basis <sighs> of gender identity. I think that, you know, they're probably not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I don't know the I don't know the facts on that case, but uh, I wonder I wonder sometimes even private colleges they take federal money, so that's how they get around that distinction. Right. But you wonder yeah. even if you had a purely private school Still. that received no public funding whatsoever and are you housing saying you, too. You couldn't have gender segregated housing. I reject that that's discriminatory, although I believe that you should be able to discriminate against anybody for any reason or no reason at all in all businesses. Yeah, it's your property. Um, Nobody else has an property, entitlement yeah. to your property. Uh, I need to reload. But Susan's these? still a bitch for banning us. Yeah, bitch. She has the right to. It just makes her a bitch for doing it. That's all. Uh, P. Daniel Todd. Matt, your beliefs sound like deism, which many founding fathers followed. Founding fathers followed. Yeah, interesting. Maybe maybe I should look at that because I um I have not, not that I, I have some uh, expertise on founding philosophy or founding figures because I don't. I have an interest in it and I do the best I can on this stuff. But I've not read hardly anything about the religious views of the founding fathers. Um, so I'd be interested to see maybe maybe they had some things to say that uh, are are close to where I am. And maybe maybe they could bridge some of those gaps that I'm having trouble bridging. Uh, last one is from P. Care. Vocal distance explains what we are experiencing in the West incredibly well as Twitter is also very good. Hmm. Thank you. I'm always looking for new content creators. I appreciate that. All right. Are we all set? Mm -hmm. Let me uh, refresh a couple times. Make sure I didn't miss any here. Uh, let's see. I think we're all good. Um, yeah, we're all set. Anything else before we get out of here? Oops. Nope, just going to watch some pimple popping videos and go to sleep. Well, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think we'll watch Alien tomorrow night. I'm definitely not watching yes. uh, pimple popping videos, but Alien tomorrow night or Friday night. And then uh, I will post my thoughts on it over on the website. Yes. I think you'll like it. I don't know it. what we'll talk about on Sunday just yet. I haven't saved that much. Uh, in the do in our in our notes other than the andrew brown uh body cam footage came out today or yesterday surprise surprise he wasn't just sitting in his car doing nothing wrong he was trying oh. to run over cops oh what a surprise who could have seen it coming nobody anyway we'll see you sunday